Hello, and welcome back to Hazard's Opinions. I'm Andy. And I'm Eric. And today we're covering the second half of Metro 2033. Yeah. So, yeah, this one's pretty long. Uh, longer than we expected. So here we, here we are with uh, two parts. We have to divide it up, divvy up the time yes. a little bit. Yes. In part one, if you listen to that, we covered our general impressions on the game overall. And then we covered chapters one through three. And now we're going to go chapters four through seven to end out the game. Yep. Yeah. So um, since last time, I went back and uh, I I went back and did the war chapter uh, we're about to talk about right now. And um, yep. I went through, I found that, I was like, what, what kind of stealth thing to get around? I ended up finding <laughs> it. So, um, yeah. So, there, I have a, I have a, a playthrough where I just fought through all the Nazis. And then I have another one where I went down below and uh, snuck around them and found some pretty cool stuff down there, too. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you got to experience that. I think it was one of the uh, more unique areas of the game where it was um, very open down there. It was just mm-hmm. a lot to see. Yeah, I thought it was interesting how open that was. Um, I was like searching around a lot down there. There was uh, a lot of traps, but not much else <laughs> than that. There was a little bit of cool loot, but they were up in like weird places anyways. But other than that, it was, I mean... It was pretty cool. You had to use your mask because uh, there was the glowing mushrooms down there. Yeah, toxic down there. Yeah. But yeah, I was really glad I found that. Saved a whole lot of trouble that second time around. (laughs) Yeah. So where we left off, uh, Andrew the blacksmith, uh, Khan's friend, uh, had us climb into the bottom of the rail car that the Reds were taking directly to the front line. And then... That's where the chapter ended with us heading to the front line to uh, sneak past the front line of the red and Nazi battle. Yeah. And you're uh, you're hiding underneath a a rail car and underneath there, there's I mean, there's not much under there, but there's a book. Uh, Was it Metro 2024 or something like that? I think it's 2034. It might have been. Yeah, 2034 or something. Yeah, it looked like a Guinness World Records book. That's what it was like my first <laughs> thought when I first saw it. Yeah, so like, you um, yeah, you see these books all over the game. Um, just, I guess, references to the original author. I don't know if that's a, like maybe part of the deal when they made the game, but they're just littered throughout the game wherever yeah. you see books. It's, it's usually Metro. Uh, there so. this that same book was also on the main menu, too. I noticed. Yes, yeah, yeah. The main menu where you just like see the the desk with all the computers. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, fun fact, but yeah, uh, it was kind of abrupt. Like you're writing on the bottom of that thing, but it was kind of abrupt when you just you know just get knocked out of it and you're like rolling out and it keeps rolling forward. <laughs> and then they eventually yeah. stop. So when they stop, uh, they are, he's like, the commander's giving this rallying speech on how they're going to take down Nazis. And he's trying to get them to sing a song and nobody's feeling it. They're just there (laughs) for the money. 
And yeah. um, so, um, so there's two things you could do here. Uh, one is you could wait for them to get off the train and then uh, like go to their stations or whatever. Then you pretty much have an open way like right there. Or you could do what I did the first time. And just start lighting them up while they were on the car <laughs> and cause a whole scene. And that's that's pretty tough. That part that part was really tough. I actually that's what I was saying like last time, like I, I quit actually because it was so tough to do. Yeah, there's a lot of enemies through here. So if you get spotted, uh you're in for quite the battle for a while. Yeah, uh, and they ha- all have AKs very high powered assault rifles and they will take you down pretty quick if you're not careful. Yeah, they are not the standard raiders that you have been uh facing up to this point. They're uh a more formed m- army, I guess. They are military trained and their aim yes. proves it. God damn. <laughs> yeah, I I was under the impression we hit a bump or something on the rail car. So it looked like the real car like uh, jumped up a little bit and then you like you fall out from the bottom and we're just we're lucky we don't get run over by the cars behind it. That could be it. Yeah. Um, there was cars behind it. Yeah, it was like a it was like three cars, I think, in total. Um, you can kind of see them. Oh, you're when, right. When you walk up and start shooting the, the guys. You're right. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Yep. I thought yeah, it was just, just one, in, the, in the front so. car. Yeah, that was under the impression it was just one car. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So I uh, I did go back. I did the opposite of you. I went back to play this level uh, to mop up some stuff and um, just blew through enemies mm-hmm. on my second playthrough of this um, on a on a much easier difficulty. But on my first one, I did do the the sneaky sneaky route, and you, you kind of find this like these pipes underneath. Um, the first rail platform that you're on. Very subtle. And just, yeah, you work your way down to the bottom, uh, way below this bridge, and you're kind of just like free reign to uh, run around down there other than a couple of trip mines you got to watch out for. Yeah. Honestly, if you hadn't mentioned it, I would have never even thought to look for that way because that just doesn't seem like a route you can go. And, um, that's unfortunate, you know, with this game, like there's not really obvious. They don't make anything obvious. You know, everything's no, like kind of a secret. Uh, they reward the exploration and the um, the thinking outside the box of trying to get around a situation. Um, they, yeah. they don't want you to take it straight on, uh, which is how most video games do it. So it, I think you kind of have to like work yourself out of that mindset and try and find alternate routes. Well, my, my only problem is that how was, how would anybody like know that jumping down on those pipes would go anywhere? You know, Uh, I don't know. I suppose in this generation, I mean, Halo one was much before this, but when you only had so many games on your 360, I mean, I'd play the same levels over and over and jump on everything, trying to get out of the map. Halo didn't have those kind of levels, but I think if I played this game back when I was a kid, I might have eventually found it. Yeah. Are you are you saying that like this is uh, 
like outdated mechanics. Cause I could think of tons of examples on like, like, uh, like of a game, like giving you hints on like, this is a way you can go if you wanted to, you know? Yeah. I think it's just that outdated, uh, not necessarily outdated, but like, um, old way of thinking of levels is that, um, people only had a certain amount of games. So you were going to play it and eventually find this cool stuff. Oh, yeah. Or you had the word of mouth of playing with your other middle school or high school friends. And eventually someone would tell you these kind of cool things that they found. Or I I think a lot of these old games like, um, had this kind of content that, uh, was really out of the way and hard to find. I suppose. I mean, this came out in 2010. Uh, so it's not that old. Well, I mean, that's pretty old. When did, um, do you know of any other games that came out around the same time? 2010. Um, Far Cry 3. Far Cry 3. Uh, Mass Effect 2. Fallout New Vegas. Red Dead Redemption. I mean, these are all games that really don't really uh, rely on those kind of tactics to address, like uh, to show you like different ways to go about a level, even Halo Reach. But I mean, yeah, I suppose the exploration would be rewarded, but that's like they could have done something a little better, though, like jumping down on the pipes. Like if I didn't um, think that that could possibly be a route uh as far as i know i could have jumped down onto those pipes and then that's it like i'm just stuck down there i would have to kill myself and restart the level you know yeah but there's no there's no real uh punishment for death in this game no so i think it's all right i mean i think a lot of the levels have these secret um secret ways to them uh, this is just one of the big ones that I found and remember. Okay. Well, let's just agree to disagree, my friend. <laughs> I don't think that's a good tactic. So, you know, how to create a level on level design, I, I should say. But uh, each to their own. I mean, <laughs> some people, I can see how some people would appreciate that fact that it, it it's, uh, you know, very subtle route you could take. But to save that much amount of difficulty just for, you know, like, I don't know. Like if you wanted to do the good ending and you didn't want to kill so many people, that route would have been nice to know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think in general, if you want the good ending in this game, you kind of need some sort of foreknowledge of on how to do things that are going to affect it. Yeah. I think most people probably get the bad ending on their first couple playthroughs. Um, that makes sense. Like even myself, I was unsure if I was going to, what ending I was going to get because there's just so many things in this game that I'm like, I don't know if there's going to be good points or bad points. And right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. at least it's not like uh it's not anything game breaking. It's something that bothers me, but it's not anything game breaking. <laughs> like I could still complete the level uh, by doing it the hard way, but I'm just mad that it's just so hard 
<laughs> that there's this <laughs> much easier way that I could have took if I uh, just would have looked for it, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just salty. I'm just salty. That's all I am. <laughs> yeah. I mean, regardless of how you um, decide to pursue this mission, whether loud or taking the bottom route down there, if you take the, the top route, it is the same. many, many uh, red lines of enemies before you get to the Nazis and then fight them. If you take yeah. the bottom route, you can completely skip both front lines. Um, and you can even sneak past all the, the Nazis in the in the base behind them. It and then saves if you get so to the much, end, <laughs> so much yeah. heartache. Yeah, this mission is definitely one to sneak around. I think it saves you a lot of time. You eventually just get to a door at the end, regardless of whether you're killing people or sneaking past them, uh, where you open it up and get knocked out by a Nazi. Yeah. Um, also, if you take that route that's b- uh, down below, uh, you come across some rangers that are being held captive in a cage, and there's a guard there. If you kill the guard, you free the rangers. Yeah, I think they're rangers. Yeah. Uh, I thought they. I think they were reds. Is what what I was getting uh, from it. They might have been, yeah. But yeah, you knows? could be right. <laughs> rangers or reds, they're all good guys. They're like, thanks, friend. And you're like, you're welcome, oh. citizen. <laughs> Maybe not morally good, but they're, but they're they're nice to you. Yeah, they're thankful. Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah, yeah. So this is a big combat or sneak mission. Nothing really narratively big in this mission. Um, no. As soon as we get knocked out at the end of the level, there uh, we skip right to the next level, uh, which is. Trolley combat, which is probably my most disliked level. (laughs) It is so bad. (laughs) Um, Not like bad as in like it wasn't fun because it was, uh, well, I don't know. To say it was fun was would be kind of a stretch, too, because it was more frustrating than anything. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I like this level whatsoever. Um, (laughs) So... We have we have two Nazis that are kind of holding us captive here. Yeah. And they're going to execute us. They're doing the classic bad guy shit. Yeah. You know. They're fucking monologuing before they shoot Say us. Say your goodbyes. And then they're still <laughs> standing there for a whole 10 seconds after they say that. Holding yeah, a gun to you. Uh, <laughs> you, see, you see two rangers sneaking up in the back as they're just pointing a gun at our head for some reason hesitating. Yep. Uh, and they give us... They give our ranger friends enough time to take them both out. <laughs> he did a he did a pretty cool uh, sequence there. Killed them both with the knife, but then like the second one, he did like a jump, slow motion jump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it turns out this is uh, this is Miller, the uh, the guy we were looking for. No, or, uh, sorry, no, this is not Miller. But they agree to take us to Miller. My bad. Yeah, yeah, they're. Um... Yeah, they take us to. Well, we uh, we show them the the ranger tags that we got from Hunter, and so they're like, "Oh, we'll take you." Yeah, take you to yeah, yeah, that's right. But before we go to Polis, we have to go to Black Station, right? Because we have to meet up with yeah, uh, that's with somebody about else. A couple missions ahead here still. Oh man, I'm almost <laughs> up here. 
Yeah. So, uh, so these two Rangers take us over to their rail car. I guess for some reason they just decided to take a stop and kill some Nazis. Maybe. Uh, so we hop in their rail car with them. We hop on the gunner while they drive and we pull up to a Nazi checkpoint where they very poorly try and convince the Nazis that they're, that they are also Nazis to let them through. So after that fails, uh, they had no Jedi mind tricks there. No, uh, they were not convinced at all. They're just like, wait, who are you? Alarm! Intruder! It's like, they didn't even even try to investigate. I thought it'd be... I thought they'd fail like a persuasion check or something, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, it was was very bad. And the shooting instantly breaks out. Yeah. A lot of shooting with with the bad turret uh, control system. Yes, sir. So we uh, we start just gunning it down the uh, the railways, shooting all the men we see or attempting to. I ended up missing most of them, so I just tried to take as little hits as I could as we as we went along there. Yeah, and that's the thing though, because you're just getting like you're just getting so pelleted with bullets that you can't even see what's going on. Cause it's all over your screen, like bunch of flashes all over your screen so that (laughs) you can't even see what's going on. And then there's all these dudes, uh, coming out. And the tough thing is, is like, I don't know if this depends on the difficulty, but you have to be pretty, pretty quick at taking them out. Otherwise going to do some serious damage to you really quick. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had troubles on this. Um, on a couple different difficulties, it is just not a fun mission to me. <laughs> it felt like uh, uh, it felt like artificial difficulty because um, not only you had the difficulty of controlling this turret, which was terrible, you also had the difficulty of being good with the turret, which is terrible <laughs> at operating with. You know? Yeah, I think given better control schemes for the turret, this probably wouldn't have been a difficult section whatsoever. But yeah, yeah just but like, like you're going to throw this there. entire new mechanic at us and you literally have like four or five seconds to figure out how to use it before you just get thrown in this battle that you can like, that's really tough. <laughs> you have to figure it out on the fly. Usually games like will have like, like sections of these kinds of things like sprinkled out throughout it, I guess. I guess you can't yeah. really do that with this game particular for the sake of the story what i'm saying if you want to like have a player accustomed to that kind of uh difficulty with uh a new element that's what they'll do yeah i feel like we completely could have had this like if they wanted this to be a mechanic throughout the game and get people used to it like that first um rail car chase on the way yeah. to Rio station that could have been a perfect place to uh, test out a turret section yeah, and there's like a lot of like rail car sequences throughout this game. I don't see how they couldn't just like, you know, these rail cars couldn't have turrets on them and then like have the same controls. By the time I got to this part of the game, I'd be a little more confident than um how it was, you know, yeah. failing a dozen times before I actually passed <laughs> it. You know, and it's like or... it's kind of a frustrating thing when you uh the only way to learn like especially in like a story-based game like this RPG, like the only way to learn 
how to play is by dying by uh yeah you know by whatever it's being thrown into the fire yeah 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 and maybe it play tested bad and so they cut out all the sections maybe they had some more turret sections but i don't know why they left this part in <laughs> i guess they need a like a reason why we weren't just uh like hiding in the car and running from all the fire maybe i don't know i don't know <laughs> It just it doesn't play well. So we uh it doesn't. we like pass a whole Nazi station trying to take out what we can. And then there's another rail car to start shooting at us and following us. Though the other shooting at the other rail cars is by far the easiest part of the sequence. Yeah, because uh, there's no so specific you gotta hit spots. Yeah. Yeah, but like trying to shoot little ants that are coming out of the hallway. <laughs> uh that's that's the hard part. And especially if these ants have big ass guns that are gonna <laughs> kill you in five seconds, makes it even harder. Yeah. Especially when they're behind cover and on a machine gun and you can just barely see their head. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, All you not can see is their uh their light flashing and then the the lights that are shining directly in your fucking eyes. <laughs> uh just screw up your whole well i guess you gotta aim at the center of the light that's all you gotta do but man it was tough <laughs> yeah and this mission is uh thankfully very short i think there's only two rail cars we destroy that try I to think, follow us i, I want to say there's like th- i mean four or five there's there's a lot actually Maybe I failed that many times, but it felt like there was a lot more than that. A lot more than two. Yeah, I um, thought it was just the uh, the first one that initially begins chasing us as we get into the tunnel. And then there was another no. one that was on the opposite rails. Maybe there was three. There's there's probably two that was on the opposite rails. And then um, there's another one that uh, after you do the whole part with uh, trying to bust through that thing. The there's another rail car that bumps into you as you're also going, and then that one starts chasing you. Oh, yep. And he's like, behind us, Artyom. Like, no shit. <laughs> you literally ran into us. Yeah, and uh so this mission kind of just ends abruptly. Like, after you kill the last cart that was chasing us, we get to the end where it's just a collapsed tunnel. And so we all get off the rail car. We go through some more offices in the subway and then we get it back out into a different railway where there's just a handcart waiting for us and that's just how the level ends there as we get into the handcart yep and i think it just yeah it just loads in it kind of skips the whole traveling part of that yeah of that part so that, i mean that's that's kind of nice it's like otherwise i'll be convinced that you know this whole game is just walking and rail cars which i mean <laughs> it is Anyways, but after all that, yeah. I could do with just skipping all that. Well, I'm not sure why they didn't merge these two levels together, because the next level here, uh, Depot, is basically just rail cars again. Um, at least for, I think for the majority of it. Uh, this one's also a pretty short level. This is the one where we start off with the handcart going down, and then you see a little like searchlight at the end. And it's one soldier, and if you take him out quickly enough, he won't alert the station. And oh, that's my Nazis. Yeah, they had like a achievement for it and everything. And I tried this part like eight times trying to get it to work. Uh, he's pretty hard to hit. But 
if you uh, if you don't miss him, he'll he'll get back to the station. He'll run back there and alert them. And the only real difference is you get lit up a lot more, but you just you can cart right past him. Either way, oh, until we start to get to a more dilapidated part of the station where we start to get attacked by Nazalises. Um, yeah, and then they're chasing after us, and it's another scenario. And then our our teammate, yeah, gets uh, abducted. Yeah, kind of like uh, like the same Riga station section. He's pumping while we're shooting. And yeah, uh, this guy, his name was Pavel. I picked Pavel. up from the dialogue when he was yeah. talking with the other ranger. I believe Pavel's in the second game. I don't know if it's a coincidence of the same name. Hmm. But I'd be interested to play it again to see if it is the same guy, like if he somehow lived. But yeah, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? That would be like, that would be some crazy shit. I want to hear his stories. Yeah. Uh, he got... He he got grabbed by one of them, and then another one grabbed him. So, and then no, yeah. he got blown up. You remember? He got like pulled off the he, cart. Did no, he? He, uh... he got pulled off the cart, and then he blew himself up. He's like, "Take this, you bastards!" And then he blew himself up. <laughs> huh? Yeah. So he's dead as hell. It could be one of those uh, Walking Dead situations where you're like, "Oh, it cuts away as they get run over, uh, overrun by zombies," and so or. Oh, Glenn's alive. What? <laughs> or like uh, Day Shift, or you thought uh, that Snoop Dogg died at the yeah. end, but he ended up... Uh, I don't know. I thought I think, he died. I think he was a vampire at the end, though. Nuh-uh. I thought was he? he was. I don't know. He could have been, but the fact that he <laughs> was like alive at the end was pretty surprising to me, so that's that was right. what I thought of, because I thought he blew I mean, himself he was up. just crazy in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we uh, we started picking up speed as we're shooting at these fuckers, and Pavel gets picked off by the guys. Um, and we start going downhill, and the cart just keeps <laughs> picking up speed, even though we're not pumping anymore. And I don't think there's any brakes on this thing, as far as I've seen. It's just a it's just a hand crank in the middle. Nope. Um, so it's fucking picking up speed to like a a scary speed, even for You're me. Going like Mach three down this. <laughs> yeah. It was fun at first, but then it was like, okay, I'm dead. Yeah, like 40, 50 miles an hour. Yeah. Okay, you can't even jump off this thing (laughs) or you're going to break something. Yeah. Not RTM. Somehow, RTM is just a fucking Laura Croft and survives everything he gets put through. Yep. We we plow into this wooden barrier at the end of the rails, and we completely fly out of the cart because we weren't wearing our seatbelt. And then the uh, the cart does a flip and lands right like inches in front of us, almost crushes <laughs> us. It, but I, I'm like, okay, well, as soon as I crash, I'm dead. And then uh, <laughs> we crashed, and then he fell, and that thing is gonna fall on us. I'm like, okay, I'm dead. And then he survives. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, this guy. Yeah, how does he it sleep does that thing night? where he's. <laughs> He's like on his back and he's looking up at it as it's like vertical. It just slowly yeah. falls and lands inches away. Man. <laughs> Too many yeah, close calls for one encounter. Yep. That's the end of the level already. It's already like it's like a five minute mission. You just uh you turn around very short. and you go through a little sewage tunnel behind you and it just it fades to black. Yeah. So 
And we uh, we get to defense, which I found to be fun. Like it was it was unique in this game, but I also have a lot of problems with this one. Okay. Uh, so this is the mission where we go into that little tunnel at the, at the end of depot there. And then we come out in a subway tunnel into defense. We walk for a little bit until we reach these guys called the children of the underground. I guess just another faction. Oh, this part, this station. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, lend us a hand defending the station. Um, so we're like, cool. What else are we going to do with the rest of our day? Yeah. So we start to prepare. Uh, there's like three or four of us guys. And then there's the commander like behind a gated area with a machine gun or something. Um, and we meet a new mutant. This is the, um, I called it a howler. I never heard anyone reference it if it has an official name, but it like shoots these like solar uh, sonar waves at you and like knocks you down and makes your hearing ring. That was a mute. It looks like, yeah, it, it looks like a Nozalis, but like with like webbed legs and they like oh. climbed on the walls and stuff. And they were like, kept oh, that's raise okay. it. That explains a lot, dude. I, I was convinced that this was like a, a dark wind thing. <laughs> That's what I thought at first. I was like, oh, I didn't know they had the power to just fucking knock us all down. Right. Yeah, because we get knocked out. I'm like, okay, this is ha- this happened before because uh, it was the green mist. And I thought yep. like now like they weaponized the green mist or something. So I, I was thinking that's <laughs> what was happening. And I was just thinking it was the dark ones the whole time. And I saw that mutant you're talking about, like crawling around. I, I, it didn't do anything though. So I'm like, every time, like when I go up to kill it, it's just running away from me. So I'm like, yep. I, I thought it was pointless. I'm like, what the hell was that thing? And I just didn't <laughs> think about it much. And then I just moved on. <laughs> but yeah, yeah the, that makes the sense. first time I, first time I played through this one, through this mission for this playthrough, I didn't even notice that either. I also thought it was dark ones knocking us out. And then when I went to replay this to go find some uh, audio diaries, I I seen one of them on the wall and it it shot at me again. I was like, Oh, so that's what knocked us out at the beginning. Yeah. Cause if you're not looking at it, you wouldn't have noticed cause you just get knocked out. Yeah. That's it. You get knocked out and you wake up and you just like, okay, you've seen this before. It's like almost like it's a, it's a condition at this point to know that whenever you get knocked out, it's like a a dark ones. thing. I get back up again. Yeah. You're never going to keep me down. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we, we get back up and a couple of the soldiers are fucking dead. I guess they, they bumped their head and they, they were weak anyways. They were weak soldiers. (laughs) Yep, so we start to get waves and waves and waves of Nozalis here. Oh, um, man. The, uh, I find it, I, like, I could have did without this level. I don't think it added to anything, man. Like, I I, I thought it was really pointless. Um, I, I agree partially. Like like I said, I, I, I have some likes and some dislikes for this level. Um, like, like yeah. this intro part, could have maybe done without it. Maybe put us behind the gate with the captain. So we didn't have to actually be out here with the those Alice's, but right, um, yeah. I feel like you could have like you could have shortened it up too. Uh, like I feel like those other two times you get knocked out was just filler. Yeah, um, I feel like you could have just done. You could achieve the same result by because uh, like every time you get knocked out, more and more people die. 
and you get the like I get the point, yeah. but like you could have just skipped all that. You could have just uh, you know had everybody get knocked out. RTM survives like always, and then yeah. uh, just continue with your day. You know, like I don't know, felt like a waste of time. I see their intent, like they were trying to make it seem like more and more desperate. Each time you get back up, you're like, oh shit, a couple more guys died, and. Yeah, but there's nothing you could do about it, you know? Like, if there was something you could do yeah. about it, I can understand the intensity. But, like, yep. it's just, like, they're walking you through this story, and they're forcing you to, li- like, listen to me, okay? Things are happening, all right? This is and desperate. Like, yeah, this is, this is bad. I'm like, dude, I know it's bad. Can you just like get to the point already? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's how I felt. Like I, I just thought this was all pointless. Yeah, maybe could have done. They don't really have many cutscenes in this game, but maybe you could have done better with that. Like, uh, like uh, have a cutscene of people getting like mauled or something like that, and then like RTM trying to like desperately survive. I don't know, but yeah, but like that, you don't have to have so many horde modes. You know what I mean? Like. This yeah. happens a lot. These horde modes that happen, they happen a lot. And it just always feels like filler because like it doesn't it doesn't add to anything. It just makes me more frustrated that these <laughs> things keep popping up. Yeah, I, I definitely agree there. I think the few exceptions are like the uh, the turret based sections or when you get the flamethrower. I think those wave modes are fun. That, that's that, where it's I, fun, where you get a new weapon yeah. and you get to try it out and you get to, you know, set shit on fire. That's where it's fun. But, yep. you know, when you're trying to do something and then you you get forced into this uh, waves after wave of enemies and there's nothing you could do about it. I get if you were like having waves and waves of enemies while you were trying to do an objective. That's where it's fun, right? Yep. It's like they're going to keep coming yeah. until you do this. Like that, that makes sense to me, but if you just going to sit here and force me to kill enemies over and over again, just because (laughs) you just want to, you know, exemplify the fact that there's enemies coming everywhere. And for some reason they always come in hordes. Just don't do that. I mean, it's just uh, sprinkle them out a little bit more instead of just having these sequences. Like I just found it really annoying. Yeah, and I, I feel like it's supposed to exemplify, like, like I didn't see the Dark One presence during this conflict, but I, yeah. spo- I, um, I think it's supposed to hammer on that theme that this is a desperate race to Polis, like, and the, uh, the Dark One threat is increasing, and that's why they keep, like, having these wave waves of uh, Nosaluses and mutants and things, like, uh, seem like they're getting worse, but... Uh, the point doesn't seem like it gets across as well as they were intending. No, it didn't. It didn't with me, at least. Um, I, yeah, like I said before, I was just more frustrated with the fact that there was so many of these things coming. And I knew <laughs> that the dark ones were an issue because it was that that part was already set all the way from the beginning. Right. That's what the whole reason we're on this quest. So yeah. I know what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, I just don't feel like the the tense uh, uh, what am i thinking of what word am i thinking of not intensity <laughs> but the tension tension yeah the tension yeah. doesn't need me to be forced down my throat because i know there's tension it's there but they, yeah. like i just don't want to do horde mode i just want to i just want to play the game you know 
I agree there. Um, so we, the Howlers, knock us out one final time. We wake up again. I think this is like the third time they knocked us out. And then there's no soldiers left. The gate behind us is broken down and open. And the captain is lying there injured. Somehow that howling, I guess, injured him critically. Yeah, uh, left him alive enough to for us to give us a critical objective right before he right before he dies. Yeah, yeah. If you if you stick around and listen to him and not just like run off and continue the mission, he's like, here, a side quest. And he holds you out a uh, a tape and he's like, in the next mission, go uh, play this on the radio tower to like warn Polis early or something like that. Oh, to like warn Polis about what's coming. So, so yeah, he gives you that tape and he kind of just like slumps over and I think he dies. <laughs> yeah, he dies. I didn't do that though. I didn't know that was, I thought my objective would have been a little bit more clear. I thought he was a part of the main quest. I didn't know it was a main, no. it was a, a side quest. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's just one of, um, one of those many moral point decisions that you can go do. Oh, I guess, I mean, I guess whatever he offered, I did not, <laughs> I did not do whatsoever. So <laughs> that was one part I would have liked to see is maybe more side quests like that spread throughout the game. There's a, uh, there's pretty few, but yeah, but like that wasn't like an objective that you could just go to, right? Like you'd actually, is that something you have to look for? You yeah, have to in, keep in, in your head next, in this next mission. Uh, it's like a just a side objective to go find. It doesn't like specifically say it, I don't think, on your clipboard. But if you go find it, you'll go get a you'll get a moral point for it. Okay. Yeah, I kind of wish it did. No, uh, like this is another one of those things where you, you kind of have to have it, uh, some foreknowledge to get moral good moral points in this. Which yeah, and I I, I definitely I, think that the Fourier. Um, intends for you to play um the bad person the first time through yeah but how do you know you're a bad person like as far as you know the the dark ones are bad people you know right up until exactly near the end like uh like that's the intent is like like you're misunderstanding them because you're you're just thinking okay everything's a mutant kill it everything is not human you shoot (laughs) Uh, which is like like the ranger motto is um, if it's hostile, you kill it. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, yep. and I think you're like in your first playthrough, you're like you're trying to embody those ranger mottos because they keep like showing you that they're like, hey, these rangers are the guys you're supposed to look up to. So if it's hostile, you kill it. But that's like the bad outlook is what this game wants you to like see at the end. It's like, oh, maybe not everything needs to be killed type of thing. That makes so. sense, but like instead of saying there's a good and bad ending, like when you say there's like an ending and a secret ending, yeah, yeah, maybe I should say th- there's a canon ending and there's a secret ending. Yeah, that that would make more sense to me because it feels like if there's like two separate paths you can go on, I feel like it should have been more defined throughout the game. Yeah. That, that way you can choose where you want to go. I mean, that's that that would be an RPG aspect that 
don't know. There's not much agency you really have other than, you know, finding out secrets. So that would make yeah. more sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Maybe that's that's the better way to look through it is the canon ending, which is what most people will get. And then you get the secret ending that if you know about the moral point system and you pay attention to it and do all these certain actions, you can get this secret different ending that shows you what, what could have happened. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, a lot more than you know, saying saying I'm the bad guy. How are you gonna How are you gonna <laughs> say I'm the bad guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I have a lot more comments on that once we get to the uh, to the ending there. Okay, me too. Actually, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll battle it out. It's a good ending. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> so we um, we we say our goodbyes to this captain guy, and we're like, okay, rest in peace, children of the underground. Rest in peace. For like. <laughs> We knew for like two minutes. Bye. Uh, <laughs> see you in the afterlife. <laughs> and we, we go down some hallways into their station that they were trying to defend. Um, they were trying to evacuate the station because they kept getting attacked over and over. Yep. And uh, get, they got through. Yeah. We, we get into their station and then we're like, oh, they did not defend it very well. Because no. we, uh, we were introduced to a new mutant again. Well, right. Workers. When you were talking to the captain, he said straight up, like, they broke through. So they... Uh, oh, did he? Yeah. So, like, we already knew that they, they already broke through and they already fucked okay. all this shit up. And he said we must, failed. Uh, so... <laughs> they must have left us alone while we were knocked out and just uh, all ran past. Yeah. But, that must have been what they did because they laid eggs and everything. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they work fast. <laughs> you get into this next section, and you uh, you're introduced to I think what is my most disliked enemy in the game. Oh uh, man, the they suck. They're Ugh. basically Nozaluses, but they're a fourth of the size. They're super fucking fast, and they they run into these holes in the wall after they hit you. How many times uh, did you waste ammo on them before you decided <laughs> to be like, okay, you know what? They're not even gonna kill me, so fuck them. Right. Uh, I would shoot at them and they'd fucking I'd miss and they'd zoom back into their hole and I'm like, you fuckers. Yeah. Uh, I eventually just stopped it, shooting them. <laughs> it's just like they're just gonna I hit did. me once and cower away. It was like the most frustrating thing. I'm like, don't you run away from me after doing that. <laughs> it's like slapping me in the face and be like, hee, and then running away. It's like, no, <laughs> no, come back here. Fight me, you coward. I think I killed more. Uh, lurkers in here then i killed like nozalises in that wave section like i killed like 30 lurkers in here yeah they're endless and i think i never died to them actually hitting me but i tripped into their holes a couple times on the ground when i wasn't watching my step if you fall into these little holes it's it's a permadeath or instant death you'll uh get a little cutscene of you getting dragged down and eaten yeah and that that sucks. Honestly, I didn't expect to be falling through those holes. I thought I would just, you know, I thought they'd, you know, put uh, gamer baby mode on me and I would just like <laughs> walk right over them. Yep. But no, that was not the case. Yeah, there was many times where I was like, I'm just trying to loot and I'd fucking just walk right into one because I was yeah. looking at the ground. And I mean, they were more I, annoying than anything. Right. And I, I never, I only did this once. Uh, that's when I learned my lesson. I was just looking at the <laughs> ground as far as I went, everywhere I went. <laughs> and, and another pain in the ass that's in here. So you're watching out for lurkers. These holes, they're all over the ground. 
and everything's on fire. So <laughs> yep. there's dead people everywhere and everything's just burned to the ground in the station. And so you're just trying to watch your step everywhere you go. It's obviously the, the station got absolutely massacred. It's all just like civilians dead everywhere. Yep. And then uh, eventually you have to put on your gas mask because the smoke, it, it gets yep. to be pretty thick. So you got to get through that. Pretty and, thick um, and juicy. Yeah. And uh, eventually you reach uh, the man child again. Well, a different man child. Yes. And I, uh, I double checked after part one and it is a kid. Um, the voice it is actor. a kid. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, at first I was really convinced that that was a, a man uh, voice acting as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so his uncle's dead and you're just, uh, he's just crying there. Um, so we're like, okay, we'll help you out. And this, this is one of the unique portions in the game. Uh, it's a escort mission for the rest of the level, but I actually yeah. like this. Like he, he's helpful. Unlike most escort missions and games i i don't know i wouldn't say that man he fucks up your aim did you notice like <laughs> the the whole like drift of your uh aiming after that after he gets on uh when he's on your shoulders i i noticed it moves slower it moves slower I, I and then you have like inertia so like when you like when you stop moving the stick like he'll still move for a little bit and he'll, he'll like drift off until he finally stops. And I thought, I, I thought that was the, the most annoying thing. I, I eventually, I was trying to shoot while he was on my back and I kept missing and I'm like, <laughs> Nope, fuck it. They're not going to kill me anyways. And like, I just went the rest of the level, just ignored all the lurkers. <laughs> he was sitting there yelling at me and he's like over there. I'm like, all right, shut up. I don't care. I'm not going to shoot him. <laughs> I'm over, not there, my ammo. over there behind you artyom yeah over <laughs> there artyom <laughs> in yes, my head we were, it sounded like <laughs> we work our way through some more uh rooms where we get to some pretty grisly scenes of people just torn apart and their their guts yeah, out and it was yeah that was that family's was nasty. just dead everywhere um it's probably one of the most brutal levels too in the game you get the impression that mm-hmm. these lurkers do not uh, do not play as nice with people compared yeah. to the rest of the, the demons, mutants. I got the impression that they, they didn't like us. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this uh, this kid just points out lurkers, or yeah, the lurkers for us as we're continuing through here. I, I found it kind of helpful because these fucking lurkers kept biting me in the fucking ankles. So <laughs> you'd point them out right before they come out of the hole. So give you a second to to turn around and little fucking right ankle biters. They're like little chihuahuas. <laughs> right. Uh, and then we come into a room, which is one of my favorite rooms in the game. Uh, remind me of back Batman, the um, Dark Knight. Is that the third one of the uh, Nolan trilogy? Nolan trilogy. Yeah, like the Dark Knight trilogy of the movies. Oh, uh, I honestly don't remember Dark Knight Rises. Uh, yeah, whatever the third movie was, the last one where uh, Ben Affleck's in uh, the Russian Gulag and he has to train to get like climb up it. And it's like this big uh, circular silo looking room. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. 
I don't and think there's I've like seen a movie. scaffolding and stuff. Either way, this this room reminds me of that. Oh, um, okay. You're just in this big like circular room that just goes straight up, and there's just scaffolding all over the wall, and you have to start working your way up that with the kid. It's funny that you're you're like even mentioning this level, this part of the level, because like uh, it it's you literally get through it in like ten seconds. Yeah, but I, it was, I don't know. I just like the idea <laughs> of like the the light shining in from outside, and like you're actually climbing something, which is a difference to the rest of the game. Yeah, that'd be cool if you could hardcore. do like mantling and stuff in this. Yeah, kind of like uh, uh, Far Cry stuff. I really yep. liked how immersive Far Cry was with traversal. Yeah, I just I, I found this different. It was a good uh, break of pace for me. Um, yeah, no, I, I I get that. And even the kid, I like. I'm like, oh, this is like a mini Archium because he uh, he comments that he's like, oh, I've never seen the sky before. I'm gonna tell all my <laughs> friends what it looks like and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool, but. But yeah, it but, is a very short little section getting up. But here. our team's seen the sky. He's been on the surface. Yeah, it just I don't know. It gave me like uh, like vibes of like he's like he's innocent and he's like he's he feels like, like a pioneer. Yeah, because like yeah, I'm sure not very many people have seen the sky in the metro. Yeah, like this kid's gonna grow up and this experience is gonna harden him and turn him into like a like an RTM in the future. That is interesting. People. Yeah, that's an interesting take. I actually wouldn't have thought of that just by that comment. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, this is a short section. We just climb up a bunch of scaffolding and we make it like halfway up this room. It's like hundreds of feet tall, many stories. Yeah. And then we just climb into this sidewall area where his mother is. And then we drop off the boy and he runs over to, to his mom and she thanks us. Uh, turns out the kid's name was Sasha. Yeah, he said that um, right at the beginning when you met him. Oh, yeah. he introduced I himself. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's relevant. It's another thing that I, I want to keep an eye out for in the next game to see if we run into him again. Oh, right. Yeah, that makes sense. But but yeah, his mom thanks us and she offers us ammo. And this is another thing like that, uh, like that bar scene where if you refuse it, you'll... Uh, get good points but this one actually take it it's not take actually it, just an it. x to pick it up it's like they actually ask you if you want to take it or refuse uh so yeah i took it did you take it no i declined it, it was... wow <laughs> how much ammo <laughs> did you have oil. at this point five six hundred so I, I think i was pretty set holy shit what yeah refining In, all this uh, ammo in Frontline, actually, uh, a couple missions prior, I found 150 in a safe. So that's also it, where I found some night vision goggles. So so you go, like, find the keys to these safes. Are they usually, like, close, close by them? Or, like, they're yeah. somewhere in the level? Like, you come upon a safe, it's usually, like, in a like a side room opposite of, like, where you should be going. And then it should be with within like uh like 100 feet or so it's usually like hanging on a wall somewhere it's on a body it should be in the general like a couple rooms or in the general vicinity of the safe okay um which i didn't realize for a while like i would be searching entire levels for keys and i was like 
I didn't realize till uh, looking it up later that they're actually supposed to be pretty close to the safe. So, okay. Well, I mean that makes sense, but damn, that's that's a lot of ammo. I <laughs> never really had that much ammo in my possession. Yeah. So we, um, they seem to have created like a fallback point here. Like everyone's here, and somehow they set up shops already, so we can. Uh, refill our supplies, buy some new stuff, and then they let us out of their gate as we go back to the surface world. Yep. Yeah, so we're going to take a mild break here, and then we'll get right back with you guys for Outpost. Don't skip the ads. Did you join the army? I followed my political beliefs. As for me, I'm here for the doll. How about you? Me? Join the army, they said. See the world, they said. My father was a Red Army soldier, and his father as well. It's the family tradition. So tell me, Mark, is it also your tradition to lose arms and legs on the battlefield? They were happy to make those sacrifices. Sure. Drunks and fools are happy, too. There's a black capsule in my ammo pouch. What is that, then? Welcome back to Metro. Welcome. Uh, Yes, welcome. We're we uh, were we at, your seat warm. Yeah, we we uh we missed you, honestly. I missed you. Indeed. It's been a long time. We're glad you're back. Yeah. We've been asleep for a long time. Yeah. It's, it's twenty twenty four. It's time to wake up. But yeah, I hope you have your uh your your beverages, your snacks, and you're all comfy, you know. Maybe you have a little squish yes. mellow there if you if you're into that. Uh but yeah, you're, you're ready to go because we're going down into the metro. Or we might come back indeed, up to the surface up here soon. Well, well we outside. are. We're going to the surface right now. <laughs> but don't get too comfortable. Yeah, as as we ended with defense, we uh, we just got out onto the surface, and now we're in the outpost. Yeah, this outpost is pretty cool. Yeah, so it's not really. As much of a like standard outpost of what you think, but there is outposts. <laughs> so th- this is the uh, the icy mission. Everything's kind of fucking frozen. Yep. And we immediately like come out into this big cavern where there's uh, it looks like a mining area, like it's a giant square. Yep. Enemies start shining a spotlight on the other side, and they're looking for peoples. So. Were you able to uh, get through stealthily on this? Not on my first attempt, but on my second attempt, I uh, discovered that there's a ladder like just right over on the right side, and it skips the whole section of sneaking past these guys. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, my first time through, I tried it quite a few times. I'm like, there's no way to sneak past this many guys without like killing them. Yeah, it felt impossible. But yeah, if you uh, you take that ladder right up, it you walk on some catwalks and go across some pipes, and you just go right past the whole army there. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of fighting you'd have to do if you were to do it loud, though. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to find out about that ladder, but there's a <laughs> lot of shooting going on with this because you there's like there's a group of guys that come down and they like form a circle. And they start talking about whatever. Yep. Um, I was able to throw a grenade in the middle of those guys and take all them out. And then, you know, right after that, running up to uh, the dude on the spotlight and taking them out. Yep. 
Yeah, then you got all those guys on the catwalks above you. Yeah, and then they're like kind of sprinkled here and there. You got to do kind of a tightrope situation going through some of it. I thought it was pretty cool, that that part. But um, after that, it, it just it went downhill. There was uh there was a lot of surprises, I guess, uh, going through. Cause like once you get through the whole outside area, you're pretty much in this broken down building and you have to go downwards, which took me a, uh, a little bit to figure out. Cause the routes that you got to take to uh, navigate through these buildings aren't really conventional. So, uh, yeah, yeah depends which route you take you can go upwards or downwards through this building i took a ladder on the side of the building um if you walk through some brush you can like climb up a crane get up to the top there and that's where the uh the radio dish is to play this message for polis that we got from the that captain oh that's where it is uh and then i worked my way down through the building from there but i think you can also get in the, the ground level um, I, I killed a shitload of Nazis yep. in this place. I, uh, I did not do stealth. Well, once I get discovered here, I, um, killed a lot of people. It was sure. tough. Um, I say there's a lot of surprises because there's a lot of points where I was like, I thought I killed them all, but then I would walk and then they just start <laughs> shooting me out of nowhere from down the hallway. So then we get into a firefight <laughs> and it, it happened on pretty much every floor. Yeah all the way down. Yeah, I, I can't remember the exact purpose of why we were in this building because after I got done killing pretty much every living soul in this building, I went back out onto the um the icy road where we we took to like get to this building. Mm-hmm. And that's when you go across the courtyard that was like directly in front of where you come out of the the first mine shaft area. And then you work your way across that courtyard while they're searching for you in the dark. Wait. So yeah, I can't remember what was in that that building, but I know I I worked my way through there killing a bunch. Okay. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I was I would didn't have too much trouble with this part other than navigating the building, uh, because some parts yep. were like the floor was caved in, so you had to climb up on top to go up to go down. So like my yeah. point is, is like the like it's another level design thing. Like, like it's probably the most frustrating thing with me in this game is the level design because like I just don't I I don't know where to go. I find myself going in circles. Some of the times uh like especially in that building, I noticed myself like going to the same place over and over again. Like I, I felt like I was going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I had that a few times too. That building is is confusing for sure. Um, yeah, it's just not straightforward. Yeah. It wasn't until like I get I start getting shot at till I know where I'm like, oh, thank God, you know, I'm getting <laughs> shot at. I finally found my way to where I need to go. <laughs> yeah, follow the path of people shooting at you. Yeah, exactly. It's like doesn't even have to be like you don't even notice them before they start shooting at you, but you hear them shooting at you. I'm like, oh, thank God, I'm not lost anymore. <laughs> yeah so um make our way through this building you get out back to the courtyard uh i s- successfully stealth past this one 
because it was pretty dark and people are just like wandering around the field looking for your flashlights. And then um, demons start to. Are you talking about the? People? It's not a courtyard. It's like a highway, right? Is that the one part you're talking about? Yeah, I, I guess I I kind of assumed it was a courtyard. There, there's a bunch of wrecked cars and stuff. Yeah, there's also just like debris everywhere and yeah. a lot of stuff to hide behind. It's like a highway, so but yeah, same diff. There's cars that you can hide behind. I wasn't able to do stealth at all at this point because every time I tried moving from car to car, I get noticed by that that spotlight. Uh, I must have been doing something wrong, but either way, I mean, they weren't they weren't too much of a hassle. I mean, compared to any of the other Nazis. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This is a this is another one of those super short missions where. As soon as you get to the end of this uh, courtyard or highway, um, you crawl into this one building. And I, and I thought I fucked up because I fell into water. And I was <laughs> like, oh shit, or I'm going to like pop out on the shore or something. And it just went to black. So I'm like, oh shit, did I die? I guess that was the end of the level. I don't know if I, I entered it in the wrong way, if that's how it ended for you. No, not for me. I, I went down some stairs and uh, went through a door. But I oh. think I know what you're talking about because um, like I went around yeah, the corner I went, and I looked down and I saw water, but then it faded to black. <laughs> so you must have went a little too yep. fast. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I came through like a broken side of the building and I like I, I thought it was the wrong way because as soon as I fell in the water, it like cut so abruptly to the next level. Um, <laughs> Like it didn't fade to black at all. It was just next level. Yeah. Um, so. Either way, I triggered it, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, then this brings us to the last mission of Chapter 4, Black Station. Yeah. Which you referenced earlier. Yeah, Black Station. This is this is the cool part. I I actually really enjoyed this mission. Because um, once you go in, you you find the guy that you're supposed to meet. I forgot his name. Uh started with a U. Yeah, you get uh, Ullman. Ullman, you yeah. You get... Um, there's actually a Nazi standing there right away. Yeah. And Ullman like uh, slits his throat. So yeah, that's how we're introduced to that guy. Everybody always shows them. up at the right time. Like <laughs> never a second too soon. Um, yep. Exactly. Just right on time. Everybody you meet, they're always just saving your life. <laughs> yeah. So Ullman like uh, he's on the other side of these like prison bars and like strangles this guy. And he's like, hey. How's it going? Yeah. <laughs> well, so we introduce ourselves to him and he's like, uh, well, if we want to continue to the, to Polis, uh, you need to go shut down these Nazi generators and then go meet him in the abandoned tunnel after that. And then we'll uh, head over to Polis. To yeah. That's where you picked up the, the night vision goggles and he gave you a silenced rifle. Yes. Yes. Which I found yes. to be very enjoyable was to shoot out all the lights and then just use the night vision and they couldn't see shit. It was great. <laughs> I think this is a level I had a lot of trouble. Is yeah, this is Black Station. Um I had a lot of trouble stealthing through this one. Really? I was having a field day with this one with stealth on this one. Cause this is the one where you initially you come up to a path where it forks to the right and to the left and you have to go to the left and like uh, knock out this one guard on the left 
and then you work your way across some like scaffolding and stuff, or at least that's the path I took. Um, so you gotta go shut down the generator first. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it seemed like there was just so many guys and so many lights and like campfires that I couldn't extinguish. I uh, just kept getting found, so this one took me a few tries. Yeah, the I could see getting spotted by the campfires because you couldn't take them out. But I guess okay. uh, when I did it, uh, the campfires, like I was able to avoid them, and um, yep, like any light source that I could control, that I would. So I would take out lanterns, light bulbs, all that stuff as I'm going through it. And I was able to shut down the generator, but then I'm like, well, now what? Because one side (laughs) you have to go disable the generator. The other side is where you're supposed to go. The other side is to to disable the generator. That'll just make it a little easier for you to go. You you didn't have to do that, but that's what I did. Um, Oh, yeah. He he said like he didn't say you need to take down the generator. He said it'll make it easier to sneak through if you took out the generator because it just all the generator does is just take out the lights. So you can, okay, that makes sense. You can sneak through a little easier. Um, yeah, I noticed on my my second playthrough this, um, I found it a lot easier. I think since I knew all the um, enemy locations and like typical walking spots. Yep. So I found like a big cobweb filled um like under the floorboards area and that took me like straight to the generator oh and then i flipped it off and just head straight back to the path i came from and i didn't run past any guards that time oh sweet but the first time i played through this i struggled a lot but okay so yeah and then then you just work your way back to where you came from to go to the uh other side of the fork there yeah, at the other side of the fork, there's those two guards standing at the at the door. Was there a way to sneak past yep. them, or did you have to kill them? Yeah, if you uh, hide in the little alcove on the right as soon as you get into that fork, eventually they'll stop talking. One will go into the door and leave, and the other one goes past you, so you can knock him out. Oh, okay. It was a patience game. All yeah. Because right. as soon as I killed them, uh, everybody just freaked out and I wasn't able to go <laughs> stealth anymore. I was doing so oh. well up until that point and I was just really disappointed because I was like, I was doing so good. But yep, I was like, yeah, it was on my second playthrough when I was able to, to stealth past those guys. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this one silent this time. Uh, so I just sat there and I played on my phone for a couple minutes, <laughs> waiting for them to finish their conversation. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not leaving till you guys do. Yeah. So there you go. I guess. Uh, so yeah. And they, they walk past you. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you can't really depend on uh, them moving. Would you just, how long would you have sat there until you'd been like, fuck it. They're not moving. I think if they like stop talking. And then just still sat there. I probably would probably would have uh, oh, taken them out. Yeah. So you're just waiting for their conversation to end. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I guess I didn't think of that. Yeah. So we um, we make our way through this side of the station, and we see Ullman again, and he has a cart for us. Oh, as per usual in this game, there's always a cart waiting. Yep. Uh, this this is one of the nice motorized carts, though. It's not one of the 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 poor people's hand carts, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got the nice fancy uh, Lamborghini of carts for, for us. <laughs> yeah, the, the <laughs> rich man cart. So uh, this time, 
as as we leave and fade to black into the next mission, we get I believe this is our second vision of the Dark Ones. Um since that that first one in the game. Yeah, they get to be more and more like closer to the end here. So yeah, yeah. I, I think uh yeah. Yeah, this one, uh I can't exactly remember what exactly happens. I have written down that we're running away uh in the vision, I assume from a dark one, and then the gate closes and then it fades to white and we wake back up. Yeah, they're like really short visions, thankfully. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about what happened. Yeah, I also did have a note that I had a, this this is uh one of the levels I did have a crash during my normal playthrough. Uh-huh. Right after I punched a guy in the face, it just crashed right back to the home <laughs> screen. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. The so I had to like redo the whole stealth section over. <laughs> And then we uh we jump into chapter five, where we get right into Polis. Yeah, Polis is nice. It looks really big. It would be cool if you could explore it more. But this game yeah. is so linear That's... that it's just it just doesn't matter. It just wants you every time you stop at places like this, you just uh, you know you you got to go to the stop with your vendors and go yep, on and then yeah. keep going. I mean, it's kind of disappointing at that fact but you know it's i i yeah yeah i, I agree with that like I, I wish we had a lot more time to explore the station and maybe meet more people maybe like even do like a side quest here or something yeah it'd be really cool if there's more uh rpg elements to it so like you could actually you know go around and talk to people and find out more stuff that it may it would make it more intriguing to learn about the lore of this place Rather than, uh, yeah. you know, reading notes that you pick up every once in a while. Yep. And and what I do like about the series a lot is the fact that it doesn't leave its grounds for the second game. Uh, I'm not sure about Exodus, if that takes place in a different area. But uh, for Last Light, at least, you pretty much visit Polis again um, in a lot of other different stations. Okay. So you do get to come back to Polis and you get to see more of it. But definitely this time around, it's it's very limited. Yeah, you just you get walked right to a office where Ullman goes to talk to Miller, and then we get to purchase some things a little bit while they talk. Yep. And uh, then you then you tag along with Miller, and he has a job for us. Well, actually, no, that's he takes us to the council. And then we wait yeah. to see what their decision is. Yeah, he's chatting with us a bit. And then... I, uh, was, yeah. Sorry. No, I was just saying, like, the time goes on, <laughs> and we find out that uh, <laughs> they, uh, they said, nah, fuck exhibition. We don't need yeah. that shit. They said, nah, fam. <laughs> nah, fam. Yeah, yeah, Miller called an emergency council meeting, got everyone together, and it was like a brief weird like montage or something yeah it zoomed in on the clock it was, it was a weird cutscene. yeah making it seem like it was a long time and and all we hear is just miller ranting afterwards we don't even get to really see the council he's just like how the how could they deny this what fools yeah and then he's like yeah but i know how we can defeat the dark ones and then he's <laughs> like we gotta basically said we gotta nuke them and we gotta 
get this missile silo working so we could go destroy them and yeehaw, you know? So Yeah, he's like, I've heard rumors of this place called uh, D6 that still has uh, nuclear warheads sitting around. Yeah, so. then he's like, but we don't know anything about it, so we got to go to the library to Correct. check out a book, and hopefully <laughs> the librarians aren't too mean this time. And To go find the, the secret plans for yeah, D6. Top secret classified. <laughs> I did like when, when we first pull up to Polis here, when we're on the cart, um, it's all dark when you enter the station at first mm-hmm. and all the rangers light up their lights and stuff. And they're like, identify yourself. And Holman's like, we're the Nazis. We're here to like, come steal your women. <laughs> and just like, oh, fucking Holman. Yeah. Or... But he's always making jokes. Like you get yeah. to know Holman <laughs> the, like for this. Unfortunately, you don't, like you don't see him much in this game, but like no. for the last couple hours of this game, like he's just he's the light of the party. Yeah, I love the Ranger team in this game. Like uh we'll talk about more once we get to the later mission once we're with the Rangers. But right. um all the Rangers in this game each have their own personality and you actually get to learn a lot about them yeah. over a couple of missions. So it's I thought it was it's really, really cool. cool. It felt like um it felt like a Call of Duty game at that point, you know? Yeah, characters yeah. that you actually care about. Yeah, and each one had their skills and specialties and stuff, and, and yeah. it was very um, it was well made. Yeah, but um, yeah. So we set off to go to the library, and for that, that we have to go back up to the surface. Yeah, yep. So we're gonna go to. Uh, we want to destroy the dark ones nest uh, with these missiles. So we're heading back to the surface once more to. Uh, Head to the depository. The depository? Yeah, I believe that's what they uh, what they called it. Um, is uh, where we're looking for the thing. This next mission is called Alley. Okay. I or I think we're working our way to the library. Yeah. And depository is the next mission. Oh, okay. So we're outside, and this was a this is a weird mission. It felt like out of place to me they they put a lot of mechanics and ideas in this one that just don't get followed up on and you don't see them again you're just working your way outside it's snowy like it was in the dead city or probably ash and yeah you get to this big building with like these big columns in front and what i assume was the the library and you're killing a whole bunch of nozalises and they just keep coming over and over and you're starting to run through your ammo and that's when uh Miller and Danila Dania Danila show up yeah Danila um okay we're going to rewind a little bit and I'm going to tell you why I hate this this part okay so <laughs> yeah. so we in my playthrough I went underground I went straight to the left on the left side and uh actually I didn't go underground I uh took this uh, narrow path, like jumping through some or uh, walking on some ice or whatever to get through. Then I went down underground a little bit and then I climbed up and then I got to this part. I died three times because uh, there was debris that fell from the top of the library and crushed me. (laughs) Okay. 
There is no indication <laughs> that this shit was going to fall on top of me, all right? I'm, yeah. I'm mad about that. I'm like, okay, that's stupid. So I'm just going to walk up there and back up a little bit. It's fine. No, I back up a little bit, and then it it, it rolls down the stairs and crushes me again. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Why is this like? They don't want you to take that path. Re- no, like <laughs> I was. That was the path I had to take in order to get to the library. There was no other way. So they basically I, um... made this trap. That's the only way to avoid it is to trigger it and run back like ten feet in order to avoid it. <laughs> And I just thought that was the stupidest trap ever. Like, there's traps that you can, like, that are visible that you can disarm. I'm like, yeah. those. that's cool. I can respect that. But there, if there's a trap that comes up in nowhere and that you have to trigger, that's literally triggered by nothing, just by being in the area, and you have to run back 10 feet, like, that, that's just the dumbest thing. The only way to learn about that trap is by dying from it. And I thought that was the dumbest thing. <laughs> Huh, I uh, I didn't encounter that at all. I think the path I took to the library was, um, it was all just snow and normal path, and it was like a car graveyard. Yeah. I was just taking like the path through the middle of uh, two rows of cars. Oh, okay. I think I took that almost the whole way there. Okay. So when you got there, were you trying to figure out where to go, or were you just killing Ms. Alice's, like, did you Yeah, tra- I was, I, I was like trying to open the doors of the library and like trying to find a hole. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll just kill things until I'm done. Yeah, I I didn't know either, and it it really frustrated me. And Blake, because I actually died from those Zalises a couple of times too, uh, because I was just frustrated. I'm like, where am I supposed to go? I was more running <laughs> around trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go. I even broke out the the compass to guide me where yeah. to go. And it, you know, it guided me, you know, where that safe was in the middle of like that open area in the back of that van. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it guided me. There was the little spot in front of that safe that that's where the freaking compass guided me. (laughs) And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Because like, I'm like, what am I supposed to do here? I'm looking for something there, trying to kill the Nizalises at the same time. And then after killing them for a little bit, that's when Miller shows up. I'm like, oh my God, they literally could have done this way differently with less frustrating okay right so why couldn't miller yeah. already be there fighting those alices and you just come in and they start coming after you and you have to kill them and fight them off a little bit too why does it have to be a thing that's super fucking confusing it just throws you off until uh you have to wait for him to uh i that it's like the obscurity of the objective was just so frustrating to me <laughs> I didn't I didn't mind it too much because I, I, I guess I expect the normal like three waves of Nizalysis, so I was just gonna <laughs> kill a bunch of things until they stopped and then I was gonna look again. Yeah. And that's when Miller and Danilla showed up. And they help you take out a few more waves until uh some demons start flying down yeah. attacking us. And that's when we um enter the library and I think this is like a quick cutscene and you see uh you see Danilla quickly run in for the door as we're trying to close it as the like demons coming. Yeah. It, well, well, they were standing there waiting for you to go in. And then uh, once you got in uh, there, they were holding the door and then you had to go around and open the other door for them to go through. 
Um, yeah, yeah, for the for the next door. In for the, the next door. After we're... Yeah, and then you go in and you see a, a gorilla uh, climbing up on the wall. Probably not thinking too much of it right now, but um, <laughs> yeah. And then you have to, you see, you look through this uh, this shelf, I guess, I, or it's just like a hole in the wall. And you see that you, there's a board holding it there and you just shoot the board and you're yep. good. That one took me a while and I missed the uh I missed the uh librarian in this level. I didn't see him. But we'll uh, we'll get well acquainted with them in the next level. <laughs> show up. Yeah, they like oh, those fucking librarians, man. <laughs> I also looked around this room for a while because this is this is one of those mechanics I, I mentioned where um it doesn't come back in the game at all. This like uh, idea of having to shoot boards out from a different angle to yeah, open a door. That that was interesting. Or like these kind of puzzles. Yeah. I liked it, but I was I was also so thrown off the fact that they introduced this in late game that I, I looked around this room for like five minutes before I found it. These seem to be it's like a recurring thing. These last couple hours is like new things that should have been you know yeah. should have been used throughout the whole game. Throughout the whole game, which would have made it a lot more right. enjoyable because it felt like the first half of the game was just the same thing over and over again. Exactly. And so after uh Miller and and uh Danilla make their way through the next door that we unlocked, then we move over into the next room, and this one confused me even more to the point where I had to Google it. You have to shoot a chandelier to fall and hit the door yeah. to open it. The only reason I uh, figured this out was because I was following that compass, which led me to the middle of the room. And I just stood there oh. for a little bit. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting there and I and I started listening and I heard like a constant like, you know, swinging of a chandelier. I'm like, what huh. is that? And then I looked up and then it like it was like flashing. So I'm like, oh, what if I just shoot that? And I shot it and then it. That's how I came across <laughs> it. I, you know, fortunately came across it organically. But yeah, I feel like if because I was also getting lost, too. I'm like, what am I what am I doing here? <laughs> I was like trying to jump on top of the bookshelves and everything. I had no idea. But yeah, yeah, I was jumping everywhere, trying to find a way out of the room, trying to find like another board to shoot. I didn't look up at all, but yeah, 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 I eventually had to YouTube this one after spending a lot of time in this room. Yeah, I feel fortunate to figure that out organically. Otherwise, I would have been really pissed because I was already pissed because of the, you know, the thing that happened <laughs> before we came in the library. So I was already yep. in a bad mood. I'm like, if they pull some bullshit on me again. <laughs> yeah, so we're back with uh, with Miller and, and uh, I keep wanting to call him Dillman. Uh, Dillman. Call him whatever you want, yeah. man. We, we already know. Mc, Miller and the other mixture guy. Of, uh, <laughs> mixture of Danila and Olman. Yeah. Dillman. Dillman. So we get into this vast room. It's like a huge library. It, it just looks beautiful. Um, and then a demon flies through the window. I guess they yep. were smart enough to go around the building. They <laughs> fucking smack Danila into a, into a bookcase and injure him. So well, this... Fuck bullshit yeah plot bullshit for us to go alone miller's like i gotta take him back to polis to the <laughs> medics you have to go alone to go find the d6 plans i'm like why do you fucking come with me in the first place you piece of it's shit it's like <laughs> of course every time there's always gotta be some sort of shit that goes 
whatever and you got to do some shit by yourself <laughs> you know i would much rather have a thing where uh you know there's an obstruction and they're like you know you go ahead um and see if you can figure this out or something i'm like cool i love you that but it's like yeah of course he gets hurt and he has to take him back to polis <laughs> i was so frustrated with that i'm like couldn't you just give me a plot reason for you never to exactly. come exactly you're the abandoning place? the mission halfway into it <laughs> it's like what the fuck why can't i take him to polis why don't you do this miller? <laughs> <laughs> right miller's a fucking colonel yeah of course but- outranked uh so we uh well i'm a civilian we continue. I, I, <laughs> I outrank you bitch you should call me sir yeah <laughs> so we make our way through a hole in the wall where we uh, fade to black to the next mission uh the depository but i thought um, this was the I didn't depository like... no that one was alley oh alley okay depository. now we're in depository Okay. I did not like this mission. <laughs> I hated this mission, man. With uh, the obscure, like, like, I had to look up where to go. That's that's how bad, uh, badly I navigated this part of the <laughs> part of the level. I didn't find that part too bad. I just didn't like the fact that I feel like I couldn't sneak around these guys. You like, couldn't. These big fucking apes, like, had such a depth perception that like they could see me. Anywhere I was. No, I, I'm uh, and pretty they sure. We're such bullet sponges. No, they do they even die? They do. I, I killed two of them throughout this level. Oh, I eventually I tried it, killing them, but they always killed me every time. So I eventually oh. stopped trying to kill them and I would just run every time they see me. Um, yeah, I um, you, you start the level right away. Uh, as soon as you like uh, you're like in this weird office building, but it's like destroyed and like vacant and uh you see the one of the big apes, the uh, librarian, a new enemy to us, um, beating a dead body in front of us. Yep. <laughs> and was... I think the right answer is to just sneak to the right of him to the door. That's what I but did. What I did is I was like, I'm going to kill this fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I whipped out my flame grenades and my uh, like Semtex things. And I think I stuck him with the first grenade and then through two flame grenades and that took care of him. Oh, that, uh, so you just need a lot of explosives. And I didn't even think to use grenades. I'm like running around. Like it was like zombies for me because he was chasing me and I was just running, <laughs> reloading my shotgun, turning around, putting some shots in him. And I ended yep. up never These killing him because they, yeah, they hit hard and they're too fast. You can't outrun them. So like, yep. I'm just like, I'm just going to try to avoid contact with them. Every time they saw me, I tried to break line of sight. You, you, sometimes it worked, yep. but a lot of times it didn't. So there's some that I noticed there was like some spaces in this level that they can't reach you. And there's yeah. some places that they're supposed to find you. And um, a lot of you the places which is were which. just, were, they looked the same. There was, I didn't know if I was going forward or backwards. Uh up or down it was so confusing to me yeah i um i killed this initial guy uh because i knew there's an achievement for killing a librarian so i'm like fuck yeah i'm just gonna kill this guy right here and then i'll just sneak through the rest of the level but i kill this guy and then you go through the door to the right where you're supposed to go 
and there's another one of those guys just standing right there. At least there was for me. <laughs> yep. He seen me instantly. I'm like, how the fuck was I supposed to hide from that guy? You couldn't. Well, so I had to end up up, killing him too. He came and up blew like, through all my grenades. I thought that one. He came up and like stood in the hallway, but like faced the left, or did he face towards? Yeah. You? He faced towards like uh like away from us, but yeah. he immediately turned towards me when I opened the door. Even though I was crouched. Oh, I think once he did that, I like backed up back into that room. Oh. And then he just kept going. So I was able to sneak past him that way. There was a okay. lot of the points where they would find me and I would just end up sprinting through the hallways trying to lose them. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. so I, I had to kill this guy. And I blew through the rest of my grenades and a lot of shotgun ammo killing this one. It's so frustrating. Um, These enemies are just ridiculously hard. Yeah, uh, from this point on, I I stayed very stealthy. And then I was looting, and I don't know if this was a guaranteed occurrence or if this is just something I ran into, but I was in little, like, cubicle offices type of thing, and I was looting some things, and I went up to loot, like, I think it was a body or a, a locker next to a wall, and one of these fucking monkey cunts grabbed me through the wall and started banging me against <laughs> the wall trying to pull me yeah. through the hole. Oh yeah, I had the same. Did thing you run happen. into that? Yeah, it was like when you. I thought he was in a bathroom. Pull me through and kill me. Yeah, no, yeah. I thought that too. But yeah, that scared the shit out of me, man. I was like, <laughs> gonna loot this body. It, like that's the thing when you're just doing the same thing. I like when games do this when you're just doing the same thing that you always do and you're not thinking about it, yep. and then you throw a jump scare in there like that. That just fucks all your shit up. Like it's like a damn near pissed my pants right. because I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna loot this body, and there's like, then that thing grabbed me through the wall. Holy shit! Yeah, I did not stand next to another hole in the wall for the rest of the session. <laughs> yeah, fear that, that definitely <laughs> was enough to ward me away because the way he's smacking you against the wall, it almost looks like he's about to like <laughs> pull you through this hole and like break you in half. Yeah. But he, he eventually just drops you and, and tries to, then he runs to away. run away. Yeah. Yep. Did you just shoot him after uh, he tries running away? No, I booked it. I was oh. like, he's going to come around the <laughs> corner gonna... somewhere. So I, I you went, left. You went the opposite direction or did you keep going forward? <laughs> uh, I kept going forward towards towards the mission. Oh, okay. Uh, it seems like I think he went the opposite way. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was uh, shortly after this and after you go through some hallways or whatever, you get to this point where you're like on the side of the building where there's like a bunch of windows and like holes in the floor and stuff. Yep. Um, And this is the part that confused me the most on where to go. They love to jump up and down these holes. Like, especially if you put a few bolts in them, they'll just run down to one of those big holes in the floor. Yeah. And just leave for a little bit. And that, and I'm like, where am I supposed to go? Cause I, I don't want to go in these holes, but then again, I have to, in order to progress. Right. So there's, different- no, you, uh, you, you actually, uh, you, you go like straight. There was like a, like half destroyed room in the middle. And there's supposed to be a little hole that you crouched to get into there. Oh, Okay, well, that was after... Did you find an alternate path? No, I didn't. I ended up not going down that path. I thought I went the wrong way, which I hate doing in this game. I end up going the wrong way, and I think I'm going the right way because they're not really... The the compass isn't worth a fuck. It's not not worth anything. It doesn't help you at all. Uh, So 
I think I'm going the right way and end up going the wrong way. And it, what do I do? I don't do anything. And then so I end up having to look a video on the correct way to go. And <laughs> I ended up finding out it was going through that door and through the, uh, you know, the doorways and stuff to get to that elevator where it's a scripted yep. yeah, side of the room. It's a scripted cutscene where you're supposed to get fucked up or whatever. And then that thing is chasing. Yeah. You. And I thought I have I, some notes about this one. I thought that was the dumbest shit after all I went through just just to have to <laughs> fucking find a scripted uh, a scripted event where I'm getting attacked by one of these things. I uh, they just need to make the objectives more clear, man. I'm losing my yeah. patience at this point. <laughs> I liked this section just because I was laughing at how fucking stupid it was. I like, why did you trip? I made our two trip. I made a lot of notes on this one. So we get to an end of a hallway in this, of, of this room where we're, we're heading towards our objective. Uh, And there's like these holes in the floor everywhere of, of where these librarians come through. Yeah. And then there's an elevator at the end of the hallway and, and they fucking, this librarian jumps up from one of the holes, knocks us into the uh, to the elevator, and as we're like trying to regain our footing, it's like coming to uh, to finish us off. And a <laughs> fucking demon flies through the window and attacks the fucking librarian, and then it scares off back into its hole. The demon approaches us, wanting to kill us, <laughs> and then the librarian comes back and fucking kills the the demon. And as this whole fight is happening just right in front of us and we're just sitting in the elevator watching, <laughs> a librarian comes from the top of the elevator and like is punching at us from the, the, the escape hatch at the top. And then the whole elevator just fucking falls. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? And you just see this goo coming as the, cause the librarian somehow got crushed in the elevator. <laughs> yeah, that was, that is pretty dumb, isn't it? I guess I didn't really think about how dumb that was. <laughs> Until you said it like that, because like <laughs> I thought it was like, oh, well, you know, the <laughs> the demons and the librarians, like they got beef, you know, like this is the yeah. demon's territory, like he's taken over. But then the librarian is like, hell, nah, I'm gonna kill this demon. But like, right, the fact that he just comes back to take out that demon, like, <laughs> like he runs away at first, yeah. but then he comes back. Right. It's like, what the fuck is going on? This is just like. Like more, uh, more silly than the fucking Jurassic Park scenes where they're like, "Oh my god, dinosaurs like gonna kill us!" <laughs> they got a bigger dinosaur comes and eats that dinosaur, yeah. and then that dinosaur is threatening you. There's always and a then, bigger fish, <laughs> right? And then the fucking Mosasaurus comes and eats the big dinosaur. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's it's pretty much like that scenario, except um, did the, the so the librarian won. It killed the demon, right? I, th- I think so. We didn't really get to see the end of the fight before the elevator falls. That's right. Yeah. I <laughs> so, assume the librarian won. He yeah. had to jump on him. <laughs> yeah. He's about, to, I, I was expecting him to like rip his jaw out or something. Cause he like opened up right? his mouth like some or whatever. Kong shit. Yeah. yeah. That would have been cool to see, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure the yeah. animation team would have not liked that at all. Too much work. No. And I don't know what, what the fuck was on top of the elevator that somehow crushed the librarian up there? But I don't know. He died. I'm <laughs> guessing it was like a bunch of debris or something. 
Oh yeah, it could be, but, but it could this, be because dies. I mean the the <laughs> I I wasn't even expecting the elevator to work. I'm like, you really think this elevator is gonna work right now? What, what are we doing in here? Yeah, but yeah, it falls, leading us to the last part of the level, which is the basement. Yep, and we face like just one more librarian in this bottom room here. Um, it's just always so hard to tell if these fuckers see you. So sometimes I just start preemptively blasting away, trying to get the jump on them because I yeah. thought they see me. I I was able to sneak past this guy. All I had to do, there was two of them, and I just had to wait a little bit for the other one to fuck off, and he was like eating a body, and I just kind of snuck past him. It was fine. Yeah, I didn't actually note how this level ends, but... Uh, I, I don't think I killed this guy. I think I just ran to the end of the mission. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I ran right past but, him, too. It was very short. Yeah, it's pretty much the end of the mission down here. Yeah. So uh, we get through that, and then uh, we're at the basement. The where Archives. Archives, yeah. So this is, like, where a lot of the librarians sleep, but um, there's some yeah, of them running like around. Nest. Yeah, they're, like, nesting down here. So you'll see a lot of bones and stuff and uh, <laughs> a lot of bones. And then like, there's a bunch of librarians just like, you know, all cuddled up, all cute and sleeping. Yep. Yeah. I got the impression that these were maybe like the females or something. They seemed um, more docile. Like they, uh, a lot of them were sleeping. They're just like barely even searching around or anything. Yeah. This part was pretty easy for me to sneak through. Yeah, and then if they did see you, like it'd be, it's pretty easy to get, like, yeah, to just escape because, like, there's a bunch of stairs that go up and down for like one few of the parts, and yeah, it yeah. was it was pretty straightforward. It's pretty simple, but yeah, you uh, you come out into this first room where there's just a bunch of fencing, uh, and you see like your first little nest in front of you, and I just just sneak around. I uh, I did find the one of the stairwells that you're mentioning, and I kept going with this unfortunate trait of mine of not looking where I'm walking. <laughs> like, I'm falling into lurker holes, into traps, and I still haven't learned my lesson because I walk into a staircase that's about to head downwards more. I don't look below me, and it's just, there's like five stairs, and then it just drops there's no stairs anymore and i <laughs> fell right down to the bottom and somehow like got saved by landing on another staircase halfway down oh, so i man. didn't completely die um because they they obviously wanted you to see the obvious hole in front of you and jump but <laughs> you did not i took do the that. shortcut down yeah yeah took the quick way down there <laughs> Yo, watch and i didn't even like <laughs> i i initially thought this was like scripted I don't know if you ran into this, but like as soon as I hit that second staircase down there, I broke right through it and fell all the way down to like the bottom into water. Oh, that that's not scripted. I was able to uh, like I noticed that it was like I like I don't know. Maybe it was like a video game sense that I have because like I like I used to play a lot of platformers in the day. So a lot of the times the crumble marks, they'll have those like they'll start to crumble and they'll make that noise. I'm like, oh, shit, got to start jumping. Oh, like I just (laughs) like I was like parkouring all the way down the stairs and stuff. (laughs) So I was able to avoid the water. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that. I gave myself like my own mini cutscene of, oh. of cool <laughs> shit. Since I uh, completely just walked forward and missed the hole, <laughs> and I just broke through that staircase right away. So it helped like uh, soften my fall a bit. That's still cool, though. I mean, whatever you choose is still <laughs> the right way. Yeah. So now we're like in like sub basement, like we're even lower. Um, and I think it's the lowest level of the building because it. Yeah, seems like it's a big library and nest down here. Um, but I think all of them were sleeping, so I kind of just snuck right through. I didn't have a problem in this one. Yeah, I, I didn't really have much of a problem with this part either. Yeah, it was just like if they did see me, like I was able to uh, run up some stairs and then I lose yep. them because it was just like each encounter was split up by a room. So which yeah. made up pretty easy. So like if if you get spotted, then you just have to get out of the room as soon as possible and you're good. Exactly. And uh, I think these this next set of stairs is what led us to the uh, safety deposit room. Yeah. Uh, and then we're kind of just looking around the room for a box literally labeled D6. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there you get to go through this whole, you know, 30 seconds to a minute of just RTM just like sifting through all these drawers trying to look for the yep. but then it just ends up being the most obvious one it's just d6 they couldn't be more clear yes on which one it was yeah because <laughs> each box is labeled with a letter and a number yeah. and i realized after this now because d6 comes back it's a big important thing in the second game i was like oh it's just a, like a it's a cool name for their secret base and now i'm starting to realize that they probably just named the base after where the plans were hidden. Oh. So like it that was actually sense. just like a like a black site, like an unnamed site. Yeah. But to refer to it, they're just like, well, this is where the plans are located, so that's what we call it. Yeah. That makes sense. Um yeah, again, I never played the second one, but yeah, if if there were to be like black sites like that, I can understand just uh Referring to D6 just as D6. Nobody has to know what yeah. it is. But like, it's just like a code name. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Plan R. <laughs> plan R. Yeah. Attack plan R. <laughs> um, so then we end the mission once we got the plans into the level church, which was one of my favorite missions, even though. It's it's all kind of narrative this this mission that there's no real uh, there's no fighting or anything, um, but I, I just really love this mission. We uh, we get a little cutscene as the mission starts of us working our way out of the library and or like the depositories, whatever the building's called. Yep. And a librarian jumps down in front of us. He's gonna stop us from uh, going any further. He's gonna foil and our plans. <laughs> we for the second time. Uh, in the game now, get to see Miller using the big armored car to run over a monster to save our <laughs> life. <laughs> I, that's what Jeez. I'm saying. Every time somebody comes up and saves your <laughs> life. Just the right minute. You hear the honking and the fucking, you, know, you see the headlights and at one point, it looks over. And <laughs> you got to wonder if uh, you're actually going to get fucked up if you don't do nothing. You know, because like every yeah. time a cutscene cut like that happens, I'm like, okay. What's going to happen? Something's going to happen. You know, somebody's going to come save me. Obviously, I am the chosen right. one. <laughs> yeah. So Miller runs it over and then uh, very calmly walks out of his car towards us. He's like, did you get it, Artyom? 
I'm like, well, thanks for coming after the mission's over. Yeah. So we, we hand him the D six documents and, uh, he says, cool, let's <laughs> go to our, uh, our secret, uh, bunker here. So I can look these over a bit more. He's like, I've been figure let's out go. where, where it's at. So this is the part where, um, the only time I noticed music in the game. Yeah. There's a weird, um, I, I call it like a, a left for dead type tune that plays as we're driving the car to the garage. Actually, I put it as the intro to the other, uh, to the first part of the episode, just because it seemed like it fit well. Yeah, but it just seemed out of place in this mission for like all the other music that's in the game. But yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it too. I thought it was a little <laughs> nice little break from all the all the seriousness. He's yeah, like, "You want to turn uh, on the radio?" To... Like, sure. And he just <laughs> turns that on and just we're jamming out for a little bit. Yeah, we get to drive a little bit to the church, and then um, once we pull inside, uh, Miller goes upstairs to go examine the documents, and we're just given free reign to uh, look around the church for a little bit, look at some audio diaries. Uh, there's a vendor here as well, but everything is free. Yeah. Everything is free. It's fire sale, man. <laughs> well, not fire sale. It's just free sale. <laughs> so this is one of the places you can get the uh, the hell breath as well. Is where the that's where I got it to the, the cooler weapons game. Yeah, I tried it out. Gun. I didn't really like it. If I'm gonna be honest, I bought it and then didn't see a use in using it for the yeah. rest of the game. And then upstairs we find a we find an old friend, Mister Khan. Is, yeah, uh, staring at a wall. <laughs> Returning character. So, <laughs> you have an optional morality point. I don't know why you wouldn't do it, but uh, you get to go uh, approach him and talk to him. Or you can just avoid him and not talk to him. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was weird because uh, he asked us a question. And then usually somebody was like, uh, usually nobody really asks R2 a question because he's just always quiet. But he asked a question yeah. and we didn't say anything. And he's like, silence, eh? I'm like, dude, I can't fucking <laughs> say anything. <laughs> I'm literally mute. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just found that kind of annoying because, like, which it's so weird because RTM is not mute. He's he not mute. He talks to people, but we just don't, we we don't hear him doing it. You know, other than yeah, like he kind of fills we it in. Hear him in the uh, intermission dialogues. Yeah, but I guess that could that could be just a diary reading. You know, that maybe we're in his head or something, but. Yeah, the thing is, but is it, like, but he has a voice actor. Is the point is like he could, he yeah, could, they could have had a line. They could have, they could have <laughs> easily. You don't even have to do any facial animations for him or anything. You could have just added him in. Nobody would have. Uh, it only would have been additive. It wouldn't have been uh, negative. You know. So yeah, I, I find it kind of weird that they decided to not do that and then like throw something in like that. Where somebody asks a question and then they're like, "Oh, true silence!" Like eh? I was like, <laughs> well, "I literally can't say anything. There's no dialogue options here." But right. um, I do know in Exodus you do have a voice, so I don't know if it's like that in Last Light either. But um, yeah, um, I think I can't recall. I know there's at least the intermission dialogues like this one. So very about him reading his notes to himself. Very similar in that aspect then yeah there might be a few sections of dialogue but i i just can't recall i think for the most part he's silent okay but yeah khan gives us some uh, good advice on our journey 
I almost felt like he was like an apparition or something. <laughs> like he uh, felt very like he's like telling us our the end of the story type of thing. Like he's giving us like, oh, I'm going to say I'm giving you advice, but I'm actually telling you like how your story is going to play out mm-hmm. type of trope. Yeah, um, that's that's the vibe I got too. He, he's like, he's like, be careful what you choose or something like that. Yep. Um, and yep. like, that's like a reoccurring theme with him. Like he's always said that too. I've noticed, you know, you, you, yeah, like he, he's always asking you to be skeptical is what he's saying. Right, right. He's kind of like, I think he's the voice that's supposed to be the opposite of the Rangers, where the Rangers is like, hey, or even and the Reds of the Commies, it's like, hey, do what you're told, follow orders, kill what you're supposed to told to be killed, or uh, kill what we tell you to kill. Yeah. Where Khan's like, hey, focus more on the environment, listen to the voices around you, think more for yourself, focus on your actions. I do like that, uh, that mixture there that does uh add some more uh depth to the whole morality uh system too it's like for well, sure you like it's not till like yeah you have morality points up until this point but like you know once he starts like drilling it in your head to like you know he's like you have a choice you know yeah. i can see how that being played in the last few bits here um, on what you do, I could see how that really plays into what the overall ending would be, rather than all the little other bits up until that point. Because you, ultimately, it is a ultimate choice right at the end of it that decides your ending. But honestly, I don't know if you have access to that other than with with the all the other morality points, or is it's still going to be there regardless. Yeah, I believe you only have the uh, the canon ending available to you unless you get the certain amount of morality points. Oh, really? Then you can make the alternate decision. Okay. I'll have to look into that more. Because uh, uh, we'll talk about it when we get there, but the mechanics could allow you to still do the the secret ending, or the, the second ending type of thing. But yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. So yeah, once we're done talking with Khan, you got your weapons and your... You feel like you're done looking at the church here. We go talk to Miller and he asks us if we're ready. And uh, he gets to tell him yes or no. And once you're ready to go, he takes us down to uh, some uh, some caves underneath the church. And we take our whole uh, crew with us. Yep. So there's a bunch of us rangers heading out. Or rangers and us. We got a whole squad and, going on. <laughs> and we head over into chapter six. This mission is Dark Star. Dark Star. Um, yes, sir. That's so we're. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just wondering if this is like D6 or it's just uh, like on the way to D6. Uh, just on the way to D6. Uh, there's a mission specifically called D6 later. Okay. All right. Um, so we get into a. I don't know if it's a mine shaft or it's like a like another subway tunnel, but we get up into a truck, like a big cargo truck with the flatbed in the back, uh, with all the guys. And while we're, this is a super short mission. While we're just sitting in the back, we start to get dizzy and we just pass out in the back of the truck. Yeah. And this is where we get our third vision of the dark ones again. Yeah. And, uh, it's, uh, it gets more and more, uh, 
like jarring these visions. Yeah. Because uh, now they're, they're starting like really talk to us. Yep. I can't remember what they were saying, but I think they're like uh, they're like destroy him or something. It's it's kind of a mixture. It's like uh, like they're just whispering things in our ears and just telling us different things. And uh, but we approach the dark one in this, and then and then we uh, we wake up, and they're like, "Archie, are you okay?" And yeah. I guess they they don't worry about us much further than that. <laughs> they're like, "It's no, you gotta wake up, man. We got we got trouble coming. <laughs> Grab that flamethrower. Yeah. You got gunner duty. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much as soon as they wake us up." They're like, okay, we're here at our location. Grab that flamethrower. Because those houses start pouring through the tunnel. Yeah, and then this this part's pretty fun. Uh, it's it's always yes. fun to just have a flamethrower. I mean, any game the that gives you a flamethrower is awesome in this game. Yeah, I mean, any game that gives you a flamethrower. I mean, it's pretty fun. Just set shit on fire. I mean, let loose on your right. inner pyromaniac because you could just <laughs> light everything on fire. I, I don't know if that's... If there's a a function to lighting those wooden podiums on the sides there on fire, but uh, that's what I, I did. would assume not because I did not do that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I set everything <laughs> on fire. <laughs> there was uh, these wooden Just podiums on each it. each side of the uh, tunnel, and I set those on fire. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> nobody commented on it. And just somebody just said fire. I, I'm assuming it was like a, uh, an attack order rather than all the fire surrounding them. Oh, but um, yeah, yeah, that was, that that part was fun. Yeah, this is one of the the wave based portions of the game that I, I really enjoyed. Um, the flamethrower yeah. is really good in this game. Like, it's not like a lot of games where you'll set an enemy on fire. They'll run for a bit and sometimes burn you when they touch you. Yeah, and then fall over. Like they die quick in this game, and it, it just feels very satisfying. Well, not for me. Well, I well only because I ran out of ammo for the flamethrower because <laughs> I was using it yeah. way too much, <laughs> and I ran out of ammo for the flamethrower, and I have to switch to my shotgun because they start oh. you know hopping into the truck after you know they hop on, and then they start hopping in. Yep. So like I died because like it takes so long to reload a shotgun you know i have six shots it takes about two shots (laughs) to take them out and yeah that that part was really tough uh after i restarted i was a little more conservative about my uh flamethrower ammo but uh you actually only need like one little squeeze to kill each thing really one little burst of flame is what i noticed i yeah so i thought like yeah I, i didn't think it was too bad here I just usually burn them like before they even jump on the truck, and I just hit a big pile of dead Nazalises in front of me. There, there you go. If it works. Yep. Yeah, so as we're killing these guys, we start seeing the fucking anomaly that returns. Yeah. Um, you start seeing the blue light at the end of the tunnel, and it's shocking shit as it's making our way down to you. And just as it's starting to get close, uh, the door closes, like the big metal door to the... Uh, to this metro section. And then so we, they lock it out. Yeah, and then we take off cruising again. Uh well actually Yeah, we're cruising on the, no, we, uh, the train again. We we get out of the car at this point. Oh. 
And yeah, then, uh, it, I mean, it doesn't the, cruise. It, we cruise for a little bit, but then they stop, and then we got to hop out. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we get out of the truck here because we're in the we're in the next station, and then we get into the uh, we go into the room next to it, and that's kind of where the uh, this mission ends here as we go into yeah. caves. So, in this mission is where we meet another new enemy. They kind of just sprinkle them throughout the game. Um, this is, I think, my favorite level of the game. Is this the just because fucking level with the scorpion things? Yes, the spiders. No, <laughs> man. <laughs> I love this mission. I have arachnophobia, man. Those things <laughs> fuck me up, okay? You might not want to play the second game then because there's a lot more in the second oh, one. Oh, <laughs> no. It's a very common enemy in the next one compared to it being one mission in this. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Please, no. And they're they're more aggressive, too. I hated one. these things, man. I... <laughs> I they they were they were tough too. I don't know if they have yeah. like really tough exoskeletons, but I took they took three yep. shotgun shells to the face. No, they are they're super uh, armored. What you have to do is you shine your light at them until they flip over. Or oh, do they even do that in this game? I know in the in the second game at least in Last Light, you shine your light on them long enough to burn them, and then they'll flip over onto their onto their back, and then you shoot their soft belly. Oh, but no, I don't think they do in this that one. In I, this. I still had the flamethrower in this one, so it made quick work of them. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I, I got rid of the flamethrower pretty quick. I didn't think I'd need it again, but I could see how the flamethrower would be useful right here. <laughs> yeah, so we um, this this is my favorite mission, just I think because of the the camaraderie between uh, our guys here. Yeah, it just feels like real. Like this is the mission where. You get a lot of personality from people and in D6 in the next mission as well. Yeah, it's and we're us. losing some people too along yeah, the way. So it feels like the, you know, it feels like uh, a story unfolding, like uh, climax, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um, it's us, uh, Miller, Boris, Ullman from earlier, Stepan, and Vladimir. I think Vladimir uh, died first, right? I believe it's no, Boris. Boris. Boris died first. Yes. Yeah, because Stepan was so we, uh, uh, was his his friend, and he uh, he was really upset about that. Yeah. So we we start working our way through like these big big rooms, like, and they have these like windows or like gates on the the sides where Nozalises will start to pour through later. Yeah, um, a lot of horde modes in uh in this mission, which I wasn't too much yeah. of a fan of, but. I understand. Thankfully, I had yep. help this time, so I don't have like three <laughs> Nazalises trying to beat me up. Like, you know, like they just jump you. Like all of a sudden, you like because they mainly target you for some reason, right? And they they will just jump you. They will <laughs> surround you syndrome. and just beat the shit out of you. <laughs> it's pretty annoying, yes. actually. It's, there's like five other dudes <laughs> out here, and they're, like they're all swarming me. It's like, come on, man. This is like <laughs> maybe it just looked tasty. I don't think I had much of a problem with it. Uh, I, uh, I did. I had a lot of those Alice's on me, but I think just with the flamethrower, it just makes such quick work with this mission. Yeah. It just feels simple. You're right. Yeah, I should have kept the flamethrower. 
we we get to this one gate that that we're getting opened. Uh, I believe we're charging it with our little flashlight charger uh, to try and unlock it. And as it opens, we get tackled by Nozalis, and then Boris comes and saves us and kills it. And then another Nozalis grabs him hmm. and drags him through the newly opened gate, where we then just hear a big explosion around the corner. Yeah, yeah. Seems a little like an overreaction. He uh, he blew himself up to kill one. Uh, I feel like we could have got there in time if he didn't do that. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that w- definitely was an overreaction. It it, it would have made sense if it was like a horde of Nazalises in there, but <laughs> but I just went around the corner. And I'm like, bro, there was just one. I could have saved you. Just give me a yeah, second. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but who like, knows? Maybe they're like those. Uh, Demo, demo dogs from Stranger Things, and they just fucking rip your throat out. Probably, uh, it's uh, like in, like they look really scary. So I'd imagine <laughs> they're just as deadly, and they're not really nice if they get a hold of you. So yes, not as nice as uh, mole rats. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So sadly, Boris is the the first of our group to die. the The next gate we get to. Uh, after we continue on, Stepan, um, like you mentioned, is very sad about Boris's death because they were pretty close. Mm-hmm. This next gate brought like tons of fucking Nazalises. It felt like there was like four or five waves here, and then we uh, we fight Howlers again while we're waiting. They were like mixed in there for this next gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have too much of a problem with it. It was just like uh, this level just had way too many of them uh, yeah yeah i don't think it was like a like a death hazard for me it's just it was long it was, it was very long and it was just uh it felt like filler you know i, I feel like yeah. they could have uh done the enemies a little more intelligently because uh if they were like more sprinkled out throughout uh the level i would appreciate that yep you could have the same amount of enemies just sprinkled out throughout the level as we're moving through it. That would be a lot more entertaining than like, okay, quiet. And then we move <laughs> into this big area. I'm like, all right, I already know what's about to happen. You start <laughs> swarming out from the walls and you just have to kill them all. And then yeah, or maybe quiet like again a, like, and you keep going. <laughs> maybe like a brute variety of an enemy. Like, like Nozalysis, there's like, there's four different like variations of the uh, Nozalysis. Yeah. You don't really notice even when you're fighting them. Like some are more heavily armored than others. Yeah. But, uh, I know some are like pump more shots into them and they're but those are the ones insane. on the surface. Yeah. Yeah, it's they all they all die the same anyways. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you mean. Exactly. Uh yeah, just some take more bullets than others. I just maybe like some sort of brute enemy to like add a challenge or something could have done some good variation but yeah some good variation like maybe uh <laughs> some maybe there's like Throwing a type librarian of, down here <laughs> maybe there's a type of uh enemy that requires a certain weapon to kill you know kind of like doom how they do it yeah uh, that would have been interesting that would make me have to think about it instead of just uh you know just shoot until they're dead <laughs> it just seemed exactly. like no brain mode because like you know even though you don't even have to uh like you always expect it you see a big room it's like okay this is a horde room we're gonna fight like five waves and then we're gonna continue on the mission it'd be cool yep. if they were like coming in through the hallways or something you know i don't know 
I blew through a large majority of my uh, my supplies in this room. It's like the uh, the one with the, the, the sewer grate, and there's like all the green water. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gate that we're waiting for to open. So we finally clear out all these Nozaluses, and then the gate opens just a little bit, and then we crawl under, and of course, yeah, main character <laughs> slams behind us. And the rest of the crew is like, okay, you have we'll to find go another on way around. By yourself. Yeah. And then that's when the creepy fucking scorpion spider things start coming out of the hallways and stuff. <laughs> There's a safe on the way yes. up there, but like it's this part's relatively short. You're just going through some tight hallways with like with these. Um, yeah. Spider, spider things. everywhere. Yeah. These spider scorpion things. Uh, moving in and out and you're shooting them and they're pretty hard to kill, but you kill them. And then once you get to the other side of the, all those hallways, you meet up with the rest of the group again. And then a, a train just rolls up out of nowhere. Yeah. If you, uh, if you notice throughout the game, there's a lot of spider webs throughout the game and there's always like little spiders. They're like the size of your hand. Yeah. They always just skitter away and you never really have to worry about them. Right. Other than I think one time I walked through spiderweb and one crawled on my gas mask. I was like, Ugh. oh, no, <laughs> I didn't like that at all. It like crawled across no the way, screen. Man. It was disgusting. So every time since that, I had my lighter out to immediately burn the spiderwebs. <laughs> burn them all. <laughs> but yeah, these these spiders that were introduced here are the full grown spiders. And they're oh. like the size of uh, the smaller Nozaluses. They're so they're uh they are so <laughs> creepy looking, man. They they skitter across the floor, They're and you can hear every step. Boys. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you, you know. know. Ugh. And I don't know if you quickly hurried your way through this part, but if there's a little bathroom, if you like, uh, no, look I, around I towards did. the. Uh, I did the, not. The non here. <laughs> and there's like alien eggs, like the the face hugger looking eggs, uh, where the spiders come out of. And there's there's a couple of those in the bathroom. Oh no, man. Oh, gross. Yeah. So I filled a couple of those with bullets <laughs> and a lot of fire. That's <laughs> disgusting. Ugh. Yeah, and they like, uh, yeah, they pop and they're just spiders. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, not not, not a good level. I mean, it was, it was easy enough. It wasn't frustrating or anything. It was just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I mostly just like this for the camaraderie, but I do like, I do like the spiders a little bit, like they could have like enabled the creep factor a little more other than this. Like there's like three hallways we have to walk through. Yeah. And then you go down a ladder and that, then we're back with the rest of the group. That's pretty much the only time you see them too. Yep. And they're like, uh, Stepan didn't make it. Yep. And we're like, okay. That was like, <laughs> so that's all what we the hell? him. It's like, yeah, okay, I guess we got to kill Boris's friend. <laughs> Can't yeah. Have so any for some reason going on here, for some reason, this fucking monorail that was just like sitting here, like we meet up in this monorail station and it's sitting there and like it is just powered. Yeah. No, <laughs> it rolls up. It can't it, like we walk into the room and then it, it rolls up and like that is the creepiest thing because it's automated. Apparently there's power, right? Um. Oh, yeah. Apparently there's power somewhere. It's weird because, like, after this part, I thought it was just sitting dark. in there, huh? You know, I it was, was just sitting there. there. No, it, it, it was it rolled up, and then um, maybe it was sitting oh. there. 
Uh, so and then the doors Stark opened or something. Influencing it. <laughs> no, it did roll up. Either. I remember that. Yeah, because like I, at first, when I first saw it, I thought it was another one of those uh, ghost trains. But then I looked. Oh. like I took a second look, and it was like a real <laughs> it's train. Real. It's a real train. And then it, it stopped <laughs> and it opened boy. up the doors, and then they're like, everybody's all suspicious. So like, hold on. Yeah, it was all quiet. It was like intensely quiet. It was just like, I'll clear it out. <laughs> and then they like, you know, slowly walk in and everything is like, all right, it's clear. Yeah. So Miller, uh, Miller jumps up to the controls and we all jump in the. He's the like, happened, it's the only way I'm like, is it really the <laughs> only way this suspicious looking train? <laughs> uh, nothing comes of it though. So I no, don't know. it, it no, it's so, not a big deal. I just thought it was just wild. And the train just rolls so, up. <laughs> we we take this monorail and then uh, we dialogue into the next mission, our final mission of Chapter 6, D6. So the next station is D6. Yeah, this is so we act, where we actually get into D6, uh, Missile Silo. Yes. I do really enjoy this mission as well. Um, I think just these last three missions are just great. Yeah. Miller and and uh, Artyom are both going to be like, okay, we need to go turn on some power. Yep. Because uh, I, I can't remember, but something was holding us up. Uh, I think we need the uh, the elevator to go. Well, so did, um, That was for the power because, like, remember when you first got off the train, it was, like, pitch black in that uh, big-ass yeah. room? In the... Yeah, but I think it was the elevator that we needed to power is why we need to go turn it on. Yeah, that's right. So we uh, we start heading up a bunch of staircases and they introduce more weird puzzles that just just a one time puzzle uh, or not really even a puzzle. Yeah, it wasn't really a puzzle. Um, it was just following directions. I don't yeah, know what would happen mean, if you failed it, but I, I thought it was pretty intuitive. Probably nothing. Yeah, uh, Ullman and Vladimir. If you stick around for a second and watch them, they pull out a deck of cards and start playing. <laughs> That's cool. Well, they're, they're they're supposed to guard the monorail while we go. That's so, cool. I like that. Yeah, we head back up. Um, Miller stays in the main control room. We, we reach it like right away. It's just like right off the path of the monorail. Uh, we have to go find the auxiliary control. So we just have one more set of stairs. And this was a cool, uh, I, I thought this was neat. Like, he's just like, okay, you guys start four different generators and then head back down. And he pretty much like tells us a, a randomized order of which, like, he's like four, one, three, two. You have to go like hit him in the order. Is it randomized or like, I thought. Like, yeah. Cause oh, okay. I played it a second time and it was a different order. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe it is like so one he, of those things that they're like. Maybe uh, maybe it'll stick. Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know if this is like something that would get reviewed. They're like, yeah, keep this. Keep this little yeah. puzzle in here, you know? Um, they but... actually do keep this element for the second game. So I guess. Oh, it, OK. Maybe it was used well, for something. So. Yeah. Because uh, they, they have a lot more generators in the second game. OK. Yeah. So he he's like, okay, turn on number four. You go turn on four and then you got, it's like a big circular room with just a walkway around yep. with all four generators on the wall. And then you just run back and forth to each one to, to flip the switch as he says it. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. So we head back down and we meet back up with, uh, 
Ullman and Vladimir, and we take our elevator downwards. Yeah, so this is the part where, um, like it, it it starts to taper off. Like the action starts to taper off at this point because uh, it was mostly like this is this like part seems more like resolution stuff to me. It seemed like. It wasn't a whole yeah, lot more so of like modes stuff. or anything, but yeah, the the story is starting to wrap up at this point. Like you can already tell. Yeah. Yep. You're fighting less and less and uh, you're getting a lot more dialogue, which yeah. is how I like games to wrap up. I, th- I think it's uh, always very satisfying. Yeah. You just feel very powerful and you're fighting less and less and uh, you're just going to enjoy the story a bit. Yeah. We don't need Relaxing to relax in all your hard work in a big Frogman boss fight, which was what I was expecting in this <laughs> playthrough. I thought I would have to take on the yes. Dark Ones. Super Mutant. Yeah. Uh, we do have a mini boss in this level that I'll get to here once we get to it. So oh, we get yeah, this that, other yeah. <laughs> large gate open in front of us. Uh, it's a big computer room. like It looks like a, like a nuclear control room, uh, which I think it was. And Vladimir, yeah. he's the uh, the computer tech. So he gets to work right away. He's like, oh, to be able to shoot off the nukes, we need you to turn on like the main reactor. Apparently it's down. So there's only uh, one left. Yeah, this was a weird bit of dialogue where we're like, okay, me, Ullman and Miller are going to go down and fix it. And then we start to walk out of the room and we get introduced to a new enemy again. Uh, they're called amoebas and they're just these big balls of <laughs> slime or something. And they like fucking shoot they acid made, at you. And yeah, I'm, they made me laugh at first. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> they killed it right away. And then they just didn't even like address it at all. I'm like, what the fuck was that? They, what just happened? They, they kind of do. Cause, cause all three of us walk out of the room and we leave Vladimir there. And as soon as we encounter that first one, then Miller's like, Okay, Ullman, you stay with Vladimir, actually. <laughs> we'll go down. So <laughs> it's just weird because Ullman walks out with us. We encounter that and he just walks back in. And it just felt weird. <laughs> He's just like, nah, like, not okay. today. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's going to stay and defend Vladimir. Uh, so <laughs> Miller and I, or Miller and Artyom, decide to uh, go further down to power up the reactor again. <laughs> yep. Here we go again. A lot more of those amoebas down here. And then there's like fucking tongue things coming out of the walls. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of weird shit down it's, here. So we, this we take like this next. The nests, bro. Like, this is it. <laughs> We're yeah, we like now. We take this next elevator down, and there's just fucking slime all over the walls or like flesh or something. Like. It's almost feeling like I'm in the like flood den from Halo or something. Yeah, that yeah, that's that's a good description. It's these big like puff balls on the wall, and so they like each each big egg sack on the wall pops out like one amoeba. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you're just walking down the hall, and they're just dropping from the ceilings and from the walls. And one thing I did notice all these things. It's like really foggy down here. So, like, I don't know if it's because of, like, the humidity of all the slime everywhere and shit. Like, can you just imagine yeah. how it would feel down there? Like, I oh, thought that was really, air. like, the atmosphere was just 
on point with this point. Like it just felt disgusting. Yeah, you just felt like you needed a shower once you got out of here. It's yeah, uh, it's very gross. It's it delves into territory with these amoeba amoebas and stuff, and this this later boss, where I'm like, uh, does the radiation like <laughs> is it eventually turning into the flood? Because that's what it seems like. Right. Like, where is this all this coming from? It's like, it's like creating, yeah. uh, it, it, it's almost like it's, uh, it's creating, creating like a biomass. symbiote. Yeah. Like a symbiote yeah. biomass thing that kind of like, uh, it reproduces itself and it just like, uh, yeah. I don't know if it like eats people and reproduces. <laughs> we don't know much about it, yeah. but like, we know that it just like, it spreads and it, uh, it reproduces through eggs and shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't. The origin is something to be curious about. Like, I wonder if uh, in later games that they're gonna have more lore on, like, maybe there's like uh, uh, lab notes on people studying this stuff, and you know, right. maybe we get to hear like an audio log of like some shit happening with these. <laughs> I th- I think that would be awesome. For sure, it uh, like like I understand like the rest of the mutants, like the the demons and the Zalises. I'm like, okay, sure, I I can understand that stretch of animals turning into these weird mutants. Right. This stuff down here is it just, just gets a absurd. Even it beast. just gets weird. Yeah. yeah. So we go through quite a few of these amoebas before we get down to this final service elevator, which takes us down to the reactor controls. And immediately once we're in like the reactor control room, you just see that that large biomass we're talking about <laughs> all over the four reactors in front of us. Yeah, I, and it's it like just uh, massive. And then I like uh, like as soon as like uh, Miller turns the lights on, he's just like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" He's just like his reaction was the, was the greatest. He's just like, "What the <laughs> hell is that?" <laughs> right. Because he's an older guy, and I'm sure he hasn't even seen any shit like this. Yeah. Living in the metro or outside. <laughs> it's fucking... It's weird. Yeah, and it was. So we get to this weird, like, like semi-boss battle puzzle game thing. Uh, Miller, once again, tells us we have to go... You have to go activate the reactors while I stay in this control room. But it's a different type of reactors than just pushing pushing a switch. We have to go up into a crane (laughs) and we have to go hover over each of the three reactors we're supposed to activate and then pull them out with this crane while uh, the big fucking biomass is shooting acid at the crane trying to kill us. Yeah. So like this biomass is sentient and it's like, yeah, it's it's fighting back. And that's just (laughs) like, what the hell? Where's its eyes? How does it know where I am? You know, yep. this just sends me, and I don't know. More questions. You can't do anything answers. about this acid. You can't dodge it. You can't fight back. No, nope. uh, you're basically on a timer until your crane gets destroyed. Like yeah. they'll shoot a certain amount of acid at you. Um, I failed this quite a few times before I got the rhythm down about how to actually pull these things out. Yeah, yeah. I, I struggled with this one for a bit. Yeah, I didn't have that much trouble. I guess it just it came intuitively to me. I was like, be the crane, you know, <laughs> um, I was just trying to I was like, even though I, I was getting chosen, <laughs> even though I was having uh, acid being sprayed at me, I was just trying to stay calm because I feel like that was like the fastest way to get it done was because I was going so slow anyways. 
you know? Yep. So I was just like trying to stay calm and not trying to rush myself too much. Cause that's where mistakes are made. <laughs> yeah. So once we, uh, you like, you have to hover over the crane handle over the thing and, and it's like, okay, you're in the area and you just yeah. gotta go down enough where it automatically pulls it out. This lady's like uh contact zone reached. I'm like, who is that? Yep. Is that, is there an AI in this or something? It's like, who's telling me that? <laughs> um, yeah. So we got to do that three times for the, the three that weren't activated yet. And uh, I guess the biomass was okay with not like it didn't push them back down in. Yeah. So is that, that okay? okay? I guess something. they're activated now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I'm not going to do so about we, it. So uh, <laughs> we get out of the crate and, and head back to Miller. And we're like, okay, that was it. We take our re- we take our elevator back up. Yep, it was a uh, mission accomplished on that end. Um, but I think uh, then then we have to go get that uh, that one uh, laser designation thing that aims the missiles. Yep, so yep. it was already so at, we, uh, the, at the train where Vladimir and. Wh- whoever was guarding it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're heading back up that ser- service elevator and then we take that final one up back to our, uh, back to our train car. Yep. And then the, uh, Vladimir and Ullman are saying their goodbyes to us. Cause they're going to stay here and handle the, the controls here while we go put the tar- target designator on point. Um, and so it's just like, it's just sitting against the wall. And yeah. I don't know if you have to take it because it was like shining, like I picked it up. So I don't know if the mission would have not ended if I just walked into I the train without doubt it. it would have because I'm pretty sure the doors were closed otherwise on the train. Oh, so I don't think they would have opened until you got you grabbed it. But okay. Plus, I don't yeah. see how um, it would uh, end any other way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need it to uh, to complete your mission. Yeah. I just didn't know if I could like trick the game and get away without it. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> but it probably still would have appeared in your hands later. Yeah. But yeah, once you're uh, when we were riding your elevator back up to our train station, uh, all the lights are back on now in D six, and you just see how absolutely massive this station is. It's huge. And Miller is even talking about like, like with a place like this, we could like go back to how life was before the war. Like we could get back to normal. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, because that you could hold an entire, you know, community in that place. And I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, it's massive. Like you could hold so many people like farms down here. And oh, yeah, farms, everything. Yep. So we uh, we say our goodbyes to Vladimir and Ullman and uh, we head back into the to the tram and we head towards uh, Austin Kino Tower. Yeah, uh, this is, uh, so the, the, this part was weird because as soon as you started going, it was, it would, it cut to the part right after, um, the, where the game started, where the game started, you know, that it was, yep. it was weird. They didn't show it again, uh, but they just cut to where that is. It's like, oh, you know, remember that, you know, you know, this <laughs> is what happens after that. I'm like. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of weird at first. Um, that was like it was jarring because like, oh, okay, what the fuck just happened? And then like I recognized <laughs> the area, and then uh, I'm like, oh, okay, so this is a continuation of what happened in the beginning. 
again, yeah. this is one of those things is like it was it was not necessary at all. Uh, I would have much rather had, the beginning. Yeah, I would have much end. rather just not done that whole thing in the beginning and just had a smooth experience at this point. Because it yeah. just threw me off so much. Yeah, we um we jump back forward in time here to into chap chapter seven, the last mission of the game, Tower, um, to like a minute before um before we fade to black in the in the prologue. Yeah. Um, because we're we're right at the point where where the truck rolled up again and smashed that uh demon. Yep. And then we're getting ready as all the Nosalis hordes are like swarming around us. And again, I failed to listen to Miller's orders and I shot too early. Not that <laughs> it seemed like it made a difference though. It it didn't, but I mean the same events happened that happened in the beginning where uh the demon came and was gonna attack, but then Miller saves you. Yep. Um but then the horde disperses. There's like a few of them left, but you kill them. And then he tells you, like, he's going, like, he tells you to go with them to go to the tower. Because we get, need to get to the top of the tower to put that laser designator there. To That's where it needs to go. Yes, sir. And yeah, it's huge. So after, it's pretty far away, too. After the attack where uh, the vehicle gets flipped over, everyone gets killed. Yeah, they, uh, the hordes disperse. And Miller's like, okay, on to the tower we go. Yeah, I mean, they don't stop so, coming, though. Like, the whole way to the tower, you're fighting. Yeah, yeah, and I did like this. This is kind of like how you mentioned before, where they should, like, trickle in enemies. Right, yeah. Rather than just waves. They they do it really well throughout here. Like, you face, like, one or two every so often. and I definitely appreciated just, that. They jump in. Yeah, I, I'm i not, not a huge fan of the horde mode, so... Oh, I mean, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> like when you get close to the tower, man, like it, they fucking swarm your ass out of nowhere. Right, that yeah. part I remember. Yeah, I have, I have a lot of notes on this mission. Um, so we're we're working our way through. It almost feels like a like a school or something. Like there's these big fenced areas where you just see like the hordes on the like the other side of the fence running around and stuff. And there's just like you're walking through this hallway with fences on either side of you. It just felt kind of like uh, that one Jurassic Park scene, <laughs> referencing Jurassic Park again, where you see like the oh, uh, you're like uh, they were like in the cages as like the raptor was on the other side. Yep, and they're like trying to break through and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, sticking so their just head fucking through and stuff, everywhere, like snapping at you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's just just Miller and us. We're making our way through these fenced areas, and there's just um, just handfuls of those Alice's coming through every now and then as we're pushing our way to the tower. It's a pretty quick journey, I think. Yeah, right to the uh, to the bottom of the tower where it, we uh, we get inside. It looked like it was pretty far away from like where you were at the truck, um, but yeah. Yep. Once you started heading over there. Um, it goes by pretty quick. You're getting there in no time. Yeah, and then you uh, you look from the bottom of the tower, and you're like, "Oh, we have a long ways to go to get up." Yeah, that's a big it's climb. A very tall tower. It's like a space needle, like a like the space needle here in uh in Seattle. Yep. But it almost seemed like it's also like a radio transmission tower, but it seemed like too big for that. Somewhere in between. Like it's taller than the Space Needle, 
It's like radio transmission tower type, but it's way too big for it to be a transmission tower. Yeah. And like, cause usually those are just a metal metal thing straight up. Yeah. You can't, I mean, there's like not really a, like a decent way to climb those towers though. Cause it's so skinny and it's like, you can't just climb straight up, but Miller has this fucking great idea of like hopping on top of the elevator and I, I think he like dislodged the counterweight or something. And then so it yeah. just pulls us straight up. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, we're we're gonna fucking turn into pancakes here. All right, we're gonna hit the ceiling. <laughs> Paste. Like that's it. Um and like it was we almost did too, because like we hit the top and then like we almost rolled off the building. And then uh fucking yeah, barely survived that. But yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Once we got to the top, there like it was a very very nice view from in all right. entirety of Moscow. You can see all of Moscow and the sound design up here. Like I don't know what it is about like games and just hearing that like that wind whistling. There's just like it's not normal wind. Like if you've no. ever been like on top of a mountain or something uh, or hiking to somewhere really tall like it's yeah. that different wind sound it's, it's just, like that battering on point. Your ears you know like it's uh it's really yeah. heavy wind and yeah yep yeah yeah miller just ingeniously uses that elevator counterweight to just launch us to the top <laughs> yeah uh, or, that was great i'm like oh my god this is gonna take so long to get <laughs> up there but yeah he's he takes us at least like halfway up it seems there's a lot of climbing still to do yeah um but most of it, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, so Miller, like as we got up here, Miller got separated from us. He's on like a platform above us. Yeah. Can't remember how he even got separated from us, but he's up there. We're just a little bit below him. Pretty sure we just like, like we just, cause like, like when you like hit the top of the tower or hit the top of the elevator shaft, you don't even yeah. know what's going on. The your camera's spinning just so dazed. goddamn much. <laughs> um, I know, like first person games, uh, usually like to avoid doing that because I, I could see how a lot of people don't like doing that, but like, or don't like it because of like you know vertigo or motion sickness or whatever. But um, yeah, no, like <laughs> they did not shy away from all the rolling in this part because like you just <laughs> it was just so jarring. It was just spinning around and stuff and then all of a sudden you're just like almost hanging off the edge and uh yeah and then you you look up he's like rtm are you okay awesome you're okay <laughs> of course you're okay <laughs> you know, I wanna, character. i want to know i want to know how many times uh you know somebody says rtm are you okay or something you know <laughs> so uh, there's some demons flying around they, they weren't done with us when they flipped the truck. They uh, no. seemed to follow us up here. They so seem pretty like, harmless uh, at first, though. You know, they're just flying around. I'm like, oh, they don't see me, you know? Yeah. And then they uh, they do straight start to try and uh, stray at us a little bit and pick us out. Yeah. But, I mean, not – I mean, they didn't have that much luck, though. I mean, as long as you, like, stayed out away from the – the edges, I think you'd be fine. Yeah. Um, but like for me as someone with like a major fear of heights, <laughs> I was like up here 
and I've been like, I've been up to the Space Needle before in uh, Seattle, and this give me like those kind of vibes a lot. Yeah. Except for the Space Needle has glass all the way around. <laughs> this has no barriers. Nope. This tower is dilapidated by war <laughs> in just 15 years of standing without repair. All it takes and is And it is just... shaky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, I can like see the whole it tower out. just feels like it's going to come crumbling down at any moment. Yeah. And you're like stories above any building, any skyscraper you can see. If anything happens, you're gone. That's it. Yeah. You're falling for a long time. You'll probably die in the sky before you hit the ground. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, yeah, but the demons don't really approach or anything. But like, is you make your way up to the second floor where Miller is. He's like, "Good, Artyom, you're okay." And like, he usually is. But then uh, a <laughs> demon comes out out of nowhere, busts through the side of the wall, and almost mauls him. But uh, yeah, luckily, it with knocks our him down hands, to our level. Yeah, it knocks him down to our. Well, no, he, we went up to where he was at, and. That's when the no, he, he was he was above us, and then uh, he was shooting at, it, trying to ward it off, and it uh, it knocked him down uh, to ours. Uh, okay, I'm I'm pretty sure you you like you went up to the second floor that he was at, and then you walked up to him, talked to him for a second, and then the demon bust through the wall. I don't think he got knocked no. down to where you were. No, at. the the demon didn't bust through any walls. He because uh, they're flying around on the outside. But the demon injured Miller. That's why he couldn't go with us to the rest of the mission. Correct. Okay, whatever. Um, so uh, <laughs> whatever. We, at least we agree on that. But uh, Miller gets uh, uh, fucking maimed. He gets hurt. Like, it was a good swipe. Yeah, he gets like you know, tackled into the wall or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. It seemed like it like gouged him or something. He was just like, uh, he's sitting there. He didn't seem like he could move or anything. Yeah. And then as usual, it's, uh, Artyom, you must go on your own. I'm like, what's new? <laughs> um, <laughs> so you have he's... to continue up forth the rest of the tower with uh, some yeah. very scary uh, vertigo-inducing <laughs> events happening. Yes, we we climb a little ladder. <laughs> a ladder, man. Over the side of the tower. There's like no it's... way we should have survived this. <laughs> the... the ladder falls not once, but twice. Like, half the ladder falls off. And then the rest of the ladder falls just as we get to the top. Uh, the handles are breaking off time. as you're... As you're like trying to climb up it, I'm like, oh god, that's it. You know, that's it. Yep. <laughs> it's like, what do you do? <laughs> but you end up climbing up, and then the whole thing falls as you grab onto something else. And, yep. Uh, I'm like, there's no that, way we're getting down from here. <laughs> there's no way. It's like this is the only way is death. We're gonna fall. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah. As you're climbing up, you uh, start hearing more of the dark ones saying how uh, they're talking about him, whoever him is. I'm assuming it's the Rangers. They're like, uh, they're talking about Artyom. Artyom. Yes. They're, uh, uh, this is actually where you will be able to tell once they start talking to you, which ending you will get. 
because uh, or which ending you can choose to get because it's still choice at the end. But um, depending on what they say, like either they'll say he's here to like save us or he's here to destroy us type of thing. Oh, yeah. Cause they kept saying to me, uh, he must be stopped. He he yep. will. Yep. Yeah, he will destroy us. So, OK, yeah, you, you, you do hear that portion still in the the second ending but you'll also hear like another dark one voice saying like no he can like save us and oh okay it's like uh like their hive mind communicating but also we can hear him yeah that's kind of cool uh it's like uh it's subtle but it's something i appreciate yep so along with hearing the dark ones we also hear archie struggling to breathe uh (laughs) he's having some Elevation sickness for sure. While yeah, he's up here, he's yeah. getting that uh, pretty labored breathing. Probably all the adrenaline too from all that crazy climbing he's doing. Because <laughs> uh, everything's well, falling look off. At the size of the tower. Like, imagine just flying to the top of Mount Everest and then trying to breathe out there oh, with man. that oxygen. Yeah, like no, someone just dropping be. you off at the top. That can't be good at all. And then I bet the whole tower is like swaying back and forth too. Yeah. Not, I mean, the instructional integrity is just that bad. Yeah. And it was making me have major vertigo. Yeah. And I was like, I do not like this at all. <laughs> I was trying not to go anywhere near the edge. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, so this, this, uh, this part of the level is probably like 10, maybe 15 minutes of uh climbing yeah. and stuff so it's not too bad it's, to where it's not like you're gonna get start getting motion sickness but it, if you for sure hang around too much yeah i could see that happening but, but um i think regardless of it i was having a blast like i was like i was scared i'm like <laughs> i know our team lives but right like, still saying like this fucker's gonna die on this tower like this whole thing's gonna crumble and fall down and right it, we're it's have a really long long fall to our death yeah it's really fun to see those um those sequences where he's like climbing up stuff and uh you know things are falling and stuff because it felt like like one of those call of duty action sequences which i really enjoy yeah. those you know like they like call of duty really has those uh really intense action sequences where they're all like first person and um really just in there you know so i really appreciate those yeah yeah i really uh i really love this section um as we like get up that crumbling ladder we start to like work our way around a little bit more and then we get back into the tower finally i was so happy once we were in the tower and we weren't like on the outside of it and we're like i was like cool so we're about at the top, right? And then you look up and there's a whole bunch more platforms and ladders. <laughs> yeah. Like this tower is so fucking tall. <laughs> it is. And we're like, all right, well, keep keep on trucking. And yep. uh, it's if you're not careful, you could easily die a lot in this. Yep. I think I died I died from fall damage once, but uh, I was like super careful the second time. Um, cause like the small parts that you get to stand on, like you can't really move in the wrong direction or else you'll fall off. So yeah, this part could be, uh, pretty tedious. I, I do like the part where our starts climbing the, uh, the cables. 
like those those really thick cables. Oh yeah, and he's like knocking off the ice and stuff. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and then he's trying to climb up the next cable, and it's just really cool. And yeah. just as we're climbing these cables, all the interior like platforms are in the thing are just falling apart. This whole tower <laughs> seems like it's crumbling. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh-huh. it's like uh, it, it almost creates a sense of urgency, too, because like you better get to yep. that top of that tower or else <laughs> you're coming down with it, you know? So. Right. Yeah. So the dark ones keep talking to us in our ears. We're reaching the peak as, as we get up to the top of this. This portion in here from the cables and stuff is pretty much the peak. And then we're out onto the uh, to the final platform. Yep. And then uh, once you get up to the, the top. Uh, you walk out to this, uh, to the ledge. ledge. Yeah. And then you set up your, uh, little camera designator thing. Trophy system. On. Yeah. <laughs> trophy system. Yeah. I like that. That's what it uh, looks like. Yeah. Then once you set it up, you kind of stand there for a little bit, but then RTM starts freaking out. Yeah. Vladimir is like, okay. Like I, I set like a two minute timer. Until it like calibrates, yeah. Uh, or I, I think it was two minutes, somewhere around there. Something Either like way, that. he's like, "You got some time while it's calibrating, so just hang on." And this is where we uh, get brought by the dark ones into the vision realm again for the last time. Yeah, this vision realm part was just—I did not like this. I felt like it was <laughs> pointless. Uh, a lot of it was—it uh, was. It was cool at first because, like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, walking around and, like, things are, like, coming up as I'm walking around. That's cool. But then it it, it yeah. was annoying, too, because, like, it was, like, four doors and I had to check each door to find out which one I had to go to. I thought that was annoying. But then oh, another yeah, one. one of those rooms. Yeah. And then, like, the next one was, like, hallways. What I was like running back and forth, like trying to run away <laughs> from the the dark ones. And yeah, it's almost like a maze that he's like appearing at different ends. It and... was an unfair maze because it just changes right in front of you. And you're just <laughs> going back and forth the only direction you could go. So <laughs> I get they were like trying to invade your mind, like stop him, you know. But uh, yeah, then it got even weirder. Okay. Got to a point where uh, there was, you were just running forward and then the rocks or whatever just started appearing around you as you're (laughs) running forward. I'm like, I'm just running. What am I doing? I don't know. Maybe there was something supposed to be clicking with me that I just did not get. Like I was not receiving what they were trying to give me and I was just more annoyed. Like it, I'm like, I'm neutral here. Like, I, I feel like there's a lot of symbolism in here that I'm just not picking up everything. Like, I think it's us being inducted into the hive mind. And like, there's the the sect of dark ones that just wants to kill us and like drive us crazy to stop us. And there's also the part that's like, hey, he's like the chosen one type of thing. Yeah. I feel like there's always been that divide maybe through the whole game. And that's why... We've also like we've been getting visions that helped us throughout the game, but we've also been getting the Nosalysis sent at us all the time. Yeah, true. But um, like the the symbolism could have been um could have been portrayed a little bit better, in my opinion. Yeah, 
Um, I agree. I know in visions and other games, they'll have visions of like things that relate to the character's past or whatever that seem familiar, but also not familiar. This was just like rocks, you know, this is <laughs> rocks. And I didn't, yeah. it just didn't mind really mean anything to me. It, it didn't mean anything. Like if you're going to have a vision about something, like have it have a meaning without it being like, okay, let's just have rocks appear in front of them. They're running, uh, it, you know, like, I guess I'm, you know, putting a, putting myself in the shoes of the developer is like, okay, uh, <laughs> let's put them in the vision and then they're going to be running. There's going to be stuff appearing in front of them, but they're like trying to run towards the light. It's going to be cool. I promise. I'm like, I don't <laughs> get it. I, I, it's not, I'm not receiving it as cool. I'm receiving it as what the fuck. Cause maybe my feeble Just brain me. cannot comprehend this, uh, these metaphors that you're throwing, but I don't get it. Yeah, just some final buildup. And and I also took it as maybe like symbolism of the Dark Ones trying to take over our mind. And like when you're running away from them in the maze, that's you like your mind escaping. Yeah, um, that could be it. So like you're, you're avoiding being taken control of. Yeah. So at the end of this vision, and this is another part where I'm like, okay, Dark Ones, pick a lane. Like, are you <laughs> going to kill me or are you trying to help me? Because the guy in the maze, I tested it out. (laughs) If he touches you, he kills you. You have to run away from that one. But at the very end of this vision, you get given a pistol, and then you hear, uh, is it Bowman or Khan in your ear? He's like, if it's hostile, kill it. Yep, if it's hostile, kill it. Uh, And so you have to shoot this dark one that's right in front of you. And yeah. it's also another thing where I'm like, is this a choice? Like, yeah. am I getting a good moral point if I don't shoot him? Right. But no, he, he touches you and kills you. So that see, that's just like there's no agency there. It's like, what? Yeah, why give me the him. why give me the pistol and then say if it's hostile, kill it. That you know, if you're gonna say if it's hostile, kill it, wouldn't I give like wouldn't you give me the power to decide if it's hostile or not? I mean yeah. As far as I know, that thing is just walking towards me. I don't know. I don't know if it's hostile. <laughs> Why would I kill it? Right. But it, I, I tried to give it the benefit of the doubt, but RTM number two shot this motherfucker down. <laughs> yeah. RT- had to. Had to. It was <laughs> hostile, apparently. It was going to kill me. And I only knew that because yeah. I died. Um, <laughs> so you have to put like 12 rounds into this guy's chest. He, he takes a few. Yeah. Uh, and then as, as soon as we, we kill this dark one in the, in the vision realm, we're transported finally back to the tower where we're like just uh, like standing there and there's a dark one that seems like he's dying in front of us. And uh, Vladimir's like, okay, 20 seconds left before the, the thing goes. And then what you can do is you can either just sit there and wait. That dark one's like dying at her feet and stuff. Uh, and this is where I made the different decision from the cannon ending, and I shot the target designator instead of shooting the dark one on the ground, or, oh. or just waiting. And so I decided not to shoot the missiles, pretty much, because um, I don't know if you heard these voices, but they were like begging for peace for me, and they were asking us to like spare them and uh, and to be peaceful and stuff. Oh, okay. But that that's so not I, canon I though. The, that, I'm no. I'm assuming 
you know, whatever the sequels, they gotta they gotta go off at something, so they gotta have a canon ending. I understand that. Yes, but yes, um, the uh, the I think the like moral quotation marks ending where you you shoot yeah. the target target designator, uh, the missiles don't go off, and you get this this beautiful final cutscene and stuff about RTM reflecting on well maybe I was wrong maybe there could be peace. <laughs> um, and maybe there's a new after friend. After all that, after all that, it, you know? it does feel a little bit anticlimactic because now you're like, well, I'm just on this tower with a fucking dick in my hand. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? It's just a last uh, minute decision. Could you imagine how Miller would feel? You know, right? He's you like, what? You what? You fucking what? <laughs> how many of my Boris men died to get you here? Boris and sent what's his name, Seaman. Stepan, yeah, Stepan. <laughs> uh, Boris and Stepan died because you just decided we wanted peace. Like, I'll nah, show you like peace. I got up here. I just decided I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I also think it's probably why it's not the canon ending because it's uh, it just sounds kind of dumb. It, it makes everything kind of make no sense. Yeah, up to your point. <laughs> um, but it's like it's technically like the morally good ending but it is not canon the yeah. uh, ending that you got is actually how the second game carries on yeah which makes sense because like i mean everything everything had to if it brings everything to a close i mean if you just did that it was just like well what now you know there's peace yes, among so. the dark ones and then what are they <laughs> are we going to call them the dark ones anymore are they going to be the friends you know I, I, <laughs> I don't know. They invade people's mind. I don't. I can't understand how they be the good guys. Yeah. It, so it I, uh, like manipulation. I went, I went back and replayed it because I'm like, okay, well now I've got to see the bad ending or the uh, canon ending. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and see how it ends, and it's arguably a lot better. Like it's in context of the second game, seems like a bad decision. Yeah. Uh, when you realize the dark ones weren't like a bad peoples, but you decide to just let the uh, timer run out and Vladimir gets his targeting in line and they shoot a nuke at Moscow and pretty much level the city. Yep. There's uh, which actually is like a few of them. Was. There's like uh, three or four of them missiles that blow up in like almost the entirety yeah. of Moscow. Like it's nuts. I wouldn't say the entirety, like, but like it's like a pretty big chunk of the city, and um, yeah, and then yeah, uh, it actually like zooms out and shows our team's face too, not his face, but like his eyes, his very expressive eyes, by the way. Yes, and uh, like the reflection of the explosions in his face, and like zooms out, and then rolls the credits. Yeah. And uh, somehow that tower did not fall with no. the last. <laughs> I was expecting it to also, but like he just sits down. He's like, yep, I'm just going to enjoy the view. Burn, yeah. motherfucker. Burn. <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, was, I, I uh, mean, it was a decent game. A Metro wins. Yeah, Metro 2033. Um, I'm assuming the sequels are better because they usually always are. Last Light. I, I did appreciate 2033 a lot more in this playthrough than I originally did, but Last Light is still 
just it's a lot better. They improve on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm excited well, to play that one, and then um, Exodus. Except for except for the spiders, it would probably uh, be spiders. I feel like it could deal with the spiders as long as they make the objectives more clear cut in that game. I'll probably appreciate it a little more. I think it's no. the same. Maybe not as many uh, open outside worlds. I think it's a little more linear. Uh, I remember it being around the same amount of like exploration type of thing. Well, I mean, not even exploration, just like frustration of trying to figure out what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Hopefully, it's better. I I want to I want to cover that game for sure. Yeah, absolutely. At some point. Um, the moral system is definitely improved in that game as well. There's a lot more moral points in that game, as far as I'm aware. Okay. And I think they're more obvious rather than like overhearing a conversation and yeah. shit like that. I'll have to I'll have to keep an eye out for those moral points and um, you know, like make a do my uh, due diligence on yes. certain things that I do. <laughs> yeah, I love the hell out of Metro. I know you uh you get a little frustrated with it, but I think it's it's one of the top tier apocalypse games of all time. Yeah, I agree. I mean I, I like the story of it. Uh if I were to play uh a game that had uh Metro gunplay, I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's, uh, cool for what it is, uh, yep. going through the Metro underneath Mach- Moscow, you know, you have to search for filters, you have to wear a gas mask on the surface, <laughs> this radiation. I think it's really cool. I mean, it's, it's yeah. really immersive for sure. There's, but there's just so some, much innovation. Yeah. And then it's really immersive it, but like the only part I don't like about it is the, you know, some of the gunplay mechanics and the objectives, the obscure objectives. Sometimes it's like they expect me to know what to do, but I'm dumb. So I don't. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to blame the game for that. (laughs) Yeah. I think it would have benefited from maybe having an optional map system or something. Yeah, like uh, being able to pull up a map in game. A map would be nice too, even like if it's just map. a map. Like it doesn't show where I am, uh, yeah. but it's like I know where my objective is. Maybe uh, like I could press a button and like RTM just like points where I'm supposed to go on the map. <laughs> like that would be pretty cool. Right there. Like he pulls it up on his clipboard yeah. and he points to it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, I think it's it's cool. Uh, solid seven, seven yeah. out of ten. Oh, this is like a eight, eight and a half for me. It's definitely got its flaws, but two things I have to say about the game is what other game have you played set in Russia? Like, I know like there's, there's probably Call of Duty missions and stuff, but like an entire game just set in Russia and it's like Escape from Tarkov. It feels like, <laughs> um, it feels like stalker. you get to experience the culture a bit too even though I played this in uh, in English dub because I think it's originally in Russian oh is it yeah as, as far as I'm aware I think it's originally in Russian and then it's just dubbed for American releases oh yeah that's pretty cool I mean it, I, I it didn't feel like it was like Americanized uh, 
Russians. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I've heard a lot of people say that the game is better played in Russian. Like, you feel more emotion in the voices, but... Okay. Yeah, it, I don't know, I, you know, when I, I like think about it, it, I, I, it does sound like a, a dub when I uh, <laughs> think about it, because, like, the voice acting, it's it's there, but, I mean, it's not great by any means. Yeah. Yep. And uh, my second thing is, like... Like you see a lot of um, like video adaptation, video game adaptations made into movies uh, and like books made into movies. How often do you see a book made into a video game? Right. I just thought that was fucking like cool. Yeah. And it makes me want to read the book and I hope it's like a faithful adaptation to the uh, original work. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. And I feel like it'd be a good read too. So I might be with you on that. Yeah. So that was... uh, that was Metro 2033. Yeah. Uh, give us a shout at hazardousopinionspod at gmail.com. Send us an email yes. telling us what you thought about Metro 2033. And, um, <laughs> 2033. 2033. And uh, was it difficult away. for you? Were you, um, are you a fan of it? Um, did you, uh, did you like the librarians? Yes. Were they popular? I don't even know if they're popular among the <laughs> metro community. Me- metro heads. Metro heads. Yeah. And uh, do you think the Redux was even necessary for new gen? Like, do you think they should have just made it backwards compatible, or this, was was this a good thing to re- redo it to uh, get it to the newer audiences? I agree. I also wonder that. Because it's a four-year period between the original and the Redux, so yeah. But um, it like there is noticeable changes, and they're subtle, but they're nice, you know. So I yeah, don't know. and uh, even more weird would be uh, Last Light as well. If you guys have thoughts, and if that one should have been Reduxed as well, because that one was only a year that it was out before it got a Redux. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because that one they, came out twenty thirteen. I think they did that because they just wanted to bundle it. Then they could have a higher price tag on it. Gen. And yeah. like, I I get it maybe for PlayStation, like, but PC and Xbox could have still played the game. True. Just in lower graphics, I guess. But but they did they did do the good thing, and they didn't sell it for full, for <laughs> they did not sell it for full price. I think anywhere I've seen it is usually like 20, 30 bucks for the bundle for both, which is a steal. Yeah. So it's pretty cool that they didn't like just say, hey, we just repackaged and put 4K textures or uh, higher <laughs> res textures on here. Oh, a $60 again. Yeah. Uh, that'll be $60, please. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Don't don't resell the same game for, for more. Don't don't pull a Skyrim anniversary edition yes <laughs> uh all right well that's all i got what do you got that's about all i got you uh you shout out the email uh hazardous opinions pod on instagram as well and then <laughs> we are doing as dusk falls you'll hear from us the last weekend here in december for december's game uh, you guys are getting kind of a, a double episode since we were delayed. And next week for the movie, you're going to hear from uh, 
us on Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, super excited for that. And uh, I think we'll see you then. Adios. Or, uh, <laughs> sorry, correction. <quick. laughs> Not next week. This episode is dropping the same day as Goodwill Hunting. So don't look forward to Goodwill Hunting. Go listen to it right now. Exactly. Alrighty. See you guys. Adios. H.G. Wells once wrote, If we don't end wars, wars will end us. And somehow, I stopped my war. <laughs>